You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. comes in, you know it's time to begin, and wherever you are, whenever you are, and however you happen to be listening, we're so glad you've chosen to tune in to ELC, especially if you're one of our geeks and sneaks, using this podcast to power you through a workout or a run, or hey, maybe you're getting that holiday shopping in, maybe you're going from store to store, using us to keep your company in your car. As you're bundled up in the cold, cold weather, well, we're going to be in your ear holes for 90-plus minutes of gaming goodness because DLC is your downloadable commentary for the week, delivered the way we love it to be, and that is completely free thanks to our patrons at patreon.com slash dlcpod. They bring the show to you. Their generous generosity, their support, their goodwill means we get to make these shows for you. And boy, are we grateful. In exchange, they get some cool perks, including ad-free versions of the show, video versions of the show on demand, and a whole bunch of bonus content. Ladies and gentlemen, you got you got your Alan Wake 2 spoiler cast last week. That was first to patrons. You've got your feeling this, two seasons of feeling this with Alex Solman joining Christian Spicer to talk about the feelings behind video games. That's all for patrons only. And you got your Wednesday bonus program with Lana Bashinsky joining Christian Spicer and myself talking about all sorts of cool stuff, a back and forth between patrons. It's great. It's all available for you at patreon.com slash DLC pod. But this show, the main show, DLC, it's the show all about games. And there are many forms. Games played on desktops, laptops, and consoles. Also, games that involve dice, luck, and cardboard. I'm your host, Jeff Kanata, the spell with two N's and one T. And I am joined, as always, by my friend, slash co-host, slash nemesis. The guy whose jingles are always belling. I don't know. I did nothing this week. Mr. Christian Spicer. Hello, Christian. I told you not to tell anybody that. That was a personal <laughs> issue. Um, it's resolved, by the way. But <laughs> oh, um, thank, yeah, thank you for... It. Yeah, putting that out there. It's it's I could have uh, said uh, bells are always jingling, which would have actually made sense, but I didn't. I <laughs> no, didn't. No, it that. was actually it was forty eight hours of bed rest. Um oh, but it, that's it got what it better took. and yeah. Mm-hmm. Lots of water too. <laughs> Lots of water, water and uh put some tussin on it, I think put is some tussin uh on it. fixes hey, everything, folks, right? We got we got a show for you. We got a great show for you. We got so much to discuss. We got some cool games to talk about. We're we're motoring to the end of the year. With so much coming to a head, oh my gosh, it's exciting. And we have an awesome guest for you. You know the DLC always stands for your downloadable Kanata and your downloadable Christian. But this week, I am so excited because once again, DLC stands for declaring a lifelong commitment. Because from married to the game, we have Hype Man, 
voiceover artist, and podcaster, our friend Gabe Patillo is back with us. Hey, Gabe. Woo woo. Oh, man. Thanks for having me. So happy to be back. Christian, it's so nice to finally meet you. You weren't here last time. And so, uh, yeah, man, glad to be back with you fellas talking. This is awesome. Yeah, it was unfortunate last time Christian's uh, jingles were belling and he couldn't be here. Yeah, Trust. again, really trying not to talk about that, but um, keeps coming up. I, I apologize. Yeah. Your I'm wife was a, a good help, though, when I called for advice. You really helped me out with that one, too. Ouch. So thank you. Jeez Louise. And jeez oh, Louise is right. Are we here to talk about video games? Nothing's we happened this week. It's just insults. All this week we're doing <laughs> we're doing the hot takes insult show. That's right. <laughs> Putting everybody's health business out there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll get right into it. Let's start the show the way we always do with story of the week. Story of the week. It's the story of the week. Story of the week. It's the story. Story of the Week is the part of the show where we make our case for the most important stories that happen in the world of games this week. You can always submit stories for our consideration by sending us an email to dlcfeedback at gmail.com. You can also send any kind of correspondence you'd like, anything you'd want us to know. That's where you can reach us. We love getting your emails, dlcfeedback at gmail.com. You can also become part of our community by hanging out in our Discord with lots of other cool folks and us it's fun the discord is five by five dlc on discord i urge you to take part but gabe you are our guest so you get first pick of stories what would you consider to be your story of the week man this was a little weird because i don't like these things and i don't (laughs) actually love diving into them but we have to talk about it because it's going to be one of the biggest games on the planet but that old Rockstar been a little leaky as of lately. <laughs> yeah. That boat needs some pitch on it <laughs> to fill yeah. up some of them holes. Um, so <laughs> it turns out, or maybe, or maybe not, that like an employee of Rockstar's son, like was taking all kind of son. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> yeah. out. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> you have to go. I'm so sorry to tell you, you have to go live with another family. <laughs> How much your bells have been jingling around here. That's right. You have to go live with somebody else. Me and your mom have made the tough decision that it was your fault, actually. And so we need to live with somebody else. I like my job, son. So (laughs) goodbye. Exactly. So we have this like weird, like grainy video that kind of hit hit the internet of like somebody screen capturing something. But then today, weirdly enough, I'm on Twitter and you know, doing it or X. Sorry. No, you don't have to say old habits die hard. I'm an old man. Um, he even t- called it Twitter. You don't need to call it. At, he he was on stage in front of everybody. He's calling it Twitter. It's is Twi- he calling it Twitter still? <laughs> yeah, he called it Twitter. Oh, anyway, good. sorry, I don't feel as bad. Today, a a full like minute trailer dropped, and I was like, "Why? How does this happen?" Like the two days before it's supposed to officially drop on December fifth, which we're all excited about to see what's going on. A trailer drops today with full voiceover. It's like a conversation between this man and woman. Wow. She's asking him what he likes about something. I don't really. I only watched it like twice. Um, <laughs> I might have watched it three times. Um, it shows like Vice City Beach. It shows people running. It shows all this stuff, and it just it got me so excited. I'm actually not even a GTA guy. Yeah. But what excites me about GTA is the behemoth that it is, and yeah. that almost everybody has to take note of grand theft auto even if you're outside of gaming and then grand theft auto is also that video game you point to when 
people say games are for kids. <laughs> right. <laughs> to like, you know what I'm saying? When you start making your case for how much money games make, uh, you know, I feel like GTA is always the thing that that's easy to point to with how, you know, they made what a billion dollars when five came out. Yeah. On the first four days. And so it's just kind of like it frustrated me a little bit for Rockstar, made me a little sad. But at the same time, again, I watched the trailer a couple times just to like see what was going on. And it just seems like such an impressive thing they're building. And it's just such a bummer that it would leak on line days before it's supposed to officially happen. And especially after they had that whole brouhaha, uh, what, last year, two years ago? How, I don't even remember. Time is a flat circle. But uh, when when the uh, some of the source code was stolen and they, yes. they had a lot of uh, people were analyzing what GTA 6 was and it was old stuff, but it was, you know, people were throwing that up online. So you'd yeah. think they would be locked down like never before yeah, uh, it's in the wake crazy. of that. That's what I would think. And yeah, when that came out, that, that stuff was hilarious a couple years ago. And it was like really, really alpha. And there was still like blocks that would be buildings yeah. and cars and, and stuff like that. And yeah, but this, this looks, I, I'm interested to see how legit this is because that's the other thing about the internet, right? Like people yeah. pull off amazing things that you think are real and then aren't real at all. And so yeah. if this same trailer drops two days from now with the voiceover and the Vice City Beach and everything like that, because I don't know that. Did we know it was Vice City? Did we see the colors? No, we don't know anything. Figured it was Vice City, and so even if it's Vice City, that would be something to know before they they told us. And so, yeah, I guess only time will tell. We won't have to wait that long, but we'll, we'll I see. I have not seen this. I have not seen any of the leaked or purportedly leaked stuff. Says uh, the guy s- who probably leaked it. That's a classic. Yeah, I'm the leaker thing. Don't to tell say. my dad. Don't tell my dad. <laughs> I forgot your dad worked at Rockstar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my dad is Bill Rockstar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I do want to tell the the folks uh, listening, all, all of our audience, that the plan right now, because as you know, the DLC podcast curse is that big news happens right after our episodes come out. Oh, yeah, that's exactly that, – that so happens to us too. <laughs> Rockstar – yeah, Rockstar has confirmed that the the actual real bona fide trailer will be coming on the 5th, as Gabe mentioned. And Christian and I are going to do a special bonus recording uh, talking about that because this is also the week of the, uh, the Game Awards. So I think it's going to get – you know, by the time we get to next Monday, it's going to be old news. So – we're going to do a special bonus content episode that's going to be exclusive to patrons for a short period of time where Christian and I are going to give our reactions to the uh, the actual trailer when it, when it drops. Um, and I'm very excited about it. But it is wild to me that these leaks have continued to happen in this era of, you know, everybody being conscious of that. And in the, like I said, in the wake of GTA 6 already being victim of, you know, massive early spoilery kind of leaks um gabe are is there something I, you said you're not a gta guy i'm not right. really either I, mm. i'm i'm also very curious about it and kind of excited to see what the next thing is because it's such a gargantuan yeah, a installment mm-hmm. but w- is there something uh, you, you mentioned being excited potentially about vice city but is there something that they could show in the trailer in the real trailer that would get you really amped really invested in in this game's release e for everyone 
No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> that would be the ultimate, the ultimate unexpected thing. That would be wild. What a great answer. Yeah. That's so funny. Uh, <laughs> you know, what's interesting is that, like, obviously I'm kidding, but, like, one of the reasons I don't play GTA is because I have kids. And when GTA 5 came out, I remember being like, okay, it's my first time diving back into a GTA. I hadn't played GTA since it was top down. Uh, way way back in the day again i'm yeah. old and um i remember getting gta 5 because it was that first weekend the hype train was like just so real and i don't know if you guys are, are are like me but like i love being a part of the thing as it's happening sure there's a bunch of games that i play late and get to and i'm finally like oh yeah this game is awesome but yeah. my heart is to be involved in that wave that's sure. happening when something yeah. comes out and so i pop in gta 5 and at the time we were living in a house where my console was in our bonus room, but our bonus room didn't have a door. It was just like the top of the stairs. And then you kind of just looked over and there's the couch and just the area. Jack, <laughs> I couldn't play that game for five minutes in my house. I was like, this is crazy. I, I was like, I need to find a building somewhere that I could lock the deadbolt, then put the door, the, the chair up against the doorknob. Um, just because GTA while it looks amazing, while I hear the story is incredible, um, you accidentally stumble into some really ratchet stuff. Yeah. And so yeah. I was just doing like some side missions just to get my like feet wet in the world. And I was like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. so it kind of got me off GTA. And I was like, well, I guess I guess this was not for me in, in my house. But that's all right. You know, there's going to be plenty of. 10 year olds buying it with their parents at GameStop. Um, oh, no. and, and so, uh, you know, I'll leave it for them, but so, so there's probably nothing they could show that, that makes me want to jump into it, but it's like, it's just like, you know, Gamefly or something like that. You're like, should I just rent it for a weekend and just see what the, yeah. what the thing is all about? Cause it's just, it's just so exciting when something this big is happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And they have all the money, you know? Oh, and I, I, I keep thinking, you know, this is, this is game is going to be, what happens when you make a game where money is no object, right? You can put as much money into the creation of this game as you want, and you're still going to make a profit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the Marvel version of video games, Avatar, where you're like, we needed a second one? It was like, yeah, but look all this tech we got. It's like, (laughs) but then we did a second one? You see the water on the hand? You see how good that looks? Right. Yeah, it's bottomless pockets. And so uh, that it feels like in 2024 – what does a game look like when it doesn't matter how much you spend on it? That's that's when I I'm, I want to be dazzled, you know, by just Absolutely. the pure technology of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully that will be the case. But uh, Christian Spicer, I'm curious uh, your answer to that and also the sort of your take on the massive leaks, as as Gabe, Gabe <laughs> pointed out, that, you know, we need some this boat needs some uh, repairs. Yes, I <laughs> if those rumors are true. And it is an employee's child. I feel for that family. It's easy to joke about. Um, that's unfortunate. The The rumor I heard is that it was like a kid who showed his friend and his friend who's the one who posted it. Mm. And it, it's it kind of it's kind of tracks, right? I mean, it makes sense. That's the kind of way this thing would happen is a kid just wants exactly. to with his buddies. You know, he just wants to show mm-hmm. off. My dad is so cool. He works at the look what he's got. Look what I can have before anybody else, you know, totally tracks to me. It's it's the entertainment industry equivalent of if you send someone or 
your your partner a picture of you undressed, you have to assume your partner's going to show that to someone else later. And the right. same thing is true. Really? That's what you assumed? Of... <laughs> oh, Gabe. Uh, dang it. <laughs> I've seen all of yours, by the way. Uh, I don't know when I got them. I think it was like when you were on with Khalif and he sent them to me and it was a whole thing. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> he said the he internet. show anybody. <laughs> I'll be honest. That's what caused Christian's jingles balls condition. Well, speaking of leaks, you know, I tried to keep a personal medical condition on lockdown myself, Jeff. Right. But sometimes, yeah. people sometimes just you have just say it on flabby mouth. Yeah, you just you just blab blab blab. Um, and I, I I really do feel for them if that is true because while this studio Rockstar has all the money and they make these games that make all the money and they've suffered through these leaks, this is a terrible experience i'd have to imagine and that sucks like i don't think there's any way to sugarcoat it that is awful unless it was like a malicious thing and we find out this dad is an abusive parent and the kid was acting whatever i none of that right that's all just wild speculation that's not likely what happened and it's just a super unfortunate incident and have it all come back to them like that that is terrible especially this close to their reveal the other type of leak of like the trailer that's alleged, the alleged trailer that's circulating now, I I don't know how things don't get leaked, I think is more my perspective. Oh, now. interesting. Everything requires an upload. You know, it goes somewhere. It's not renting a satellite and live broadcasting this type of thing, you know? And so, again, uh, virtual hat off to Jeff Keeley and the crew because of all the things that get leaked, the Game Awards – he does a pretty good job keeping a lot of that stuff locked down. He's had a few, like I think Last of Us uh, Remaster was maybe going to be a Game Awards announced. They had a leak before with some stuff. But like for the most part, he has real world exclusives. And you think about how many hands those things need to go through to debut on YouTube or something like that or wherever it's going to be. I'm shocked. I am shocked that more things don't get leaked. I have a question for you. Do you think that, <clears throat> my bells are fine thank you oh yeah yeah that was number one okay good i'm glad we got that out of the way uh number two uh it's a two-part question um do you think the game awards is a strong and mighty team that kind of like believe in the thing and that's why that's able to stay locked up and then two do we think more and more leaks are happening because more and more people are working from home it's not mm. like we have the lockdown of hey come look at this trailer come over to my desk and let's talk about this. Now it's got to be an upload to a server. Then you've got to download it at your house. And so it gives that opportunity to have it seen and, and uploaded and downloaded multiple times. Like you're saying, Christian, it seems like I wonder if like the work from home thing would, would make that a way uh, more difficult problem. Yeah, that's I think it's a great question. I, I, yeah. I mean, I think Keeley just has bodies in his basement, and you try to leak on Keeley, you get one leak, and then you, <laughs> you know, you're done. Exactly. You right. wouldn't um, like him when he's angry. You know I mean? Yeah, <laughs> and then I wonder yeah. how much it is. This is old man talk, but everybody has phones, even mm-hmm. very young. It's, it's just so easy to share. It, if your dad has it, your mom has something on their phone to send it to you, to get it to you somehow, to share all this stuff uh, like i said i'm just shocked um but jeff i'm curious your thoughts on like the the big the big leak and you know are you on why do things get leaked or you know uh you I mean, understand I, how things can be kept secret and it, i mean apple I has leaks now it, it's a hard thing the more the more hands and eyeballs that it has to pass through on its way 
from you know its origin point to its destination just it feels like that it's it's inevitable it seems that some some of this and i i think i actually i I love the way you framed it gabe in in that people that are part of the team tend not to want to leak right if you're on team let's do this you know then Like if you if you feel like the game awards is awesome, let's what you're excited about is the success of that moment on the game awards, right? So you're not in you're not incentivized to leak. If you're working for Rockstar and you want to have the big moment that you know crescendos and everybody got all eyeballs here, you're not incentivized. What the guy who's incentivized is the kid who's like, I bet my friends will like me twelve percent more if they, you know, yeah. Uh, so. It, it's just hard. It's 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 a very difficult process, I'm sure, uh, in any kind of media, uh, to try to keep this stuff, especially this stuff that's that's of a scale like GTA. There are a few, very few things that are the scale of a GTA announcement. Um, so that's just got to be level of difficulty has got to be really high, and in kind of trying to keep the lid on stuff like that. And man, I I just don't I I, I can't even imagine what it must have been like especially since they had that that awful leak earlier for this game that right before this this announcement trailer was going to hit but also i will say the announcement of the announcement the the preview little blurb they did that said december 5th we will give you the grand reveal that had 44 million views in 24 hours. <laughs> it's one it, of those, <laughs> it wasn't anything. It's one it, of those things where, like, we have trailers for trailers now. Like, that's wild. Like, four million views <laughs> of a text that said, tune in on the fifth, you know? <laughs> so I don't, honestly, as much as it, it, it truly does suck for the people that have, you know, been toiling away for years and they're having their big coming out party for this thing. That that sucks, but also it's not going to hurt the game any. You know what I mean? And it's not going to hurt the re- actual review. Like no one's going to not watch the real one because they saw this fake one. It, it's a yeah. bummer, but in the grand scheme of things, no one's going to remember that when the you know when we're all talking next week about the trailer. There's going to so. be a couple thousand people that said I saw this already, right? right. But a couple thousand is a decimal point when you talk about the millions of people that end up it's, watching it. It's a rounding right? error. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really yeah. is. Yeah. One of my friends works at this, uh, works at a ginormous company and they were talking about how they bring in, uh, they bring in food every day for the whole staff. And they were like, man, we were thinking about how much money we spend on this and it's a rounding error. Like that's, that's <laughs> yeah. how small of a percentage yeah. it is. They're like, we're just going to keep bringing food for everybody. And I think that's exactly what's going to happen with GTA six. It's going to be me and a couple other people like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This was what it was. I saw that part. Yeah. And still <laughs> yeah. watch it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know I mean? Still watch it again. Well, again, I'll, I'll reiterate that uh, Christian and I are going to be doing bonus content. If you want to hear us talking about that, head over to uh, patreoncom slash DLC pod. Become a patron. It'll be available for patrons at any level right away. And uh, we'll give you our take on what it is. And then we can be all be part of so the So here's the question. Will you watch this one to see if it's the same as the one you see on the 5th? Or you just wait till the 5th? I'm going to wait till the 5th and maybe watch this one after that. I kind of want to – I want to be, you know, fresh. I want to, like – I want to I want to see it. Yeah. So that means you believe this one's real. I do believe it's real. Yeah. Ooh, I do believe it's snap. real. Yeah. Christian, I, I think, you too, you'll wait or you'll watch this one? 
if it ends up in front of my face, I will watch it, Gabe. I'm not going <laughs> to seek it out. But if it, you know, like, I'm not going to not. If I like, if you fall, send it to me right fall now. Fall on the ground. Gonna, and my, if my if phone was, hits me and I just yeah. t- hits the right number. Uh, yeah, right. You know, I'm not going to not. I'm just saying it's not. in the notes. I'm just saying. I'm just saying it's in the notes. <laughs> there's, a, there's a link. There's a link. I, I haven't seen that. I show up to this show unprepared. I know we do this wonderful show, Doc, with all these notes. I sit yeah. down, put no. on my mustache, and hit record. That's <laughs> it really that's is wonderful. Lost. None of that's lost on anybody, Christian. We all. <laughs> oh. All right. Speaking of which, what is your story of the week? My story of the week was something else that you kind of got to watch and kind of got to play. And as... You know, like the Game Awards is looming with these other big announcements. I think this could stand to be the biggest announcement of this week. Even bigger, dear friends, than the GTA 6 or whatever they call it, GTA trailer. I think this could be massive for the industry and where it goes. And I'm talking about Fortnite's Big Bang event and what Epic has set up now in Fortnite. And so at the end of season, the end of events, they have these big... Sometimes you just watch it. Sometimes you air quote play it. Other times there's more involved um, play elements in it. And the end of this one, uh, the Big Bang event, introduced concepts that Epic had talked about were going to be their own games or experiences and also showing off long planted and acquired studios putting their talents to use in a way that people had speculated for a good while now, but we hadn't really, really seen. So at the end of this, also Fortnite has just put up massive numbers again. I mean, it never really died down, but just this past season has just been massive. And so at the end of this Big Bang event, you were kind of flying around the island and you kind of do all these things. And of them were Lego Fortnite, which we had, they talked about that partnership Mm, I think maybe it was this year. I forget when it was announced, but they had announced this crossover. But we got to see a little bit of it, and it looks stunning. Absolutely stunning, especially on PC with ray tracing. And it's you know, the buildings are built out of bricks, which is really cool yeah, because Fortnite already has such great destructibility and to not have it be Lego bricks and Lego people and the characters transform into Lego minifig versions of themselves. I mean – a lot of the modern Lego games look really good, but this also looked stunning. And we're getting this Lego Fortnite survival crafting game coming out on the 7th. So by the time you're listening to this, it might already be out. So that was one. And then as it continued, you got into more Rocket League looking cars than kind of the current cars in the game, but kind of like a mix of the two. And there's a, a racing segment happening. And I think that had been hinted at and alluded to for a while. They own um, Psionics, the developers behind Rocket League, and the driving in the game has become more interesting. There was gas and boosts and upgrades and jumps and stuff like that. But now there's straight up a racing game, Rocket Racing. It debuts December 8th, the day after the Lego one debuts. Golly. And then at the end of that, the end of all that, so there's already two pretty huge announcements of things coming to Fortnite. The capital F Fortnite, <laughs> the royal Fortnite, the rapper that is Fortnite. It ends with this musical festival, which they've done before in, in various forms to massive audiences. And it's Eminem, and he appears and then transforms, and this whole thing happens. But then they talk about, what do they call it? It is called... I thought I had it written down as I was reading about it. Fortnite Festival. 
And it is what harmonics has been working on, where you're interacting a la rock band with the notes on screen again, but in Fortnite. And they've announced that that is launching 7th, 8th. Oh, that's right. December 9th. Yeah, it's going to be with the weekend being the icon. And they say it's going to have all this licensed music from stuff that you know and love. They've already had tons of licensed music in the game. Um, And it, what blows my mind about all this is that these are all games or experiences, however you want to call them, in Fortnite. So not that you need to load, you go into a battle royale and then you find a part of the island and there's the weekend performing and then you do a little, you know, rock band mini game. It's not that. It's kind of like how you select the creator experiences, I'm assuming, where they have these other little modes or games that you can play, but it's all part of Fortnite to get there you have to launch Fortnite and see all the Fortnite things. And then you select that the way you would select 1v1 or, or not 1v1, you, uh, you know, singles, doubles, whatever you want to do. And that I think is huge. So two last things and I'll shut up here for a bit. But like one, see, seeing the fruits of harmonics and psionics coming uh ripe i guess and and what these games might be within within fortnite and then also lego but also the way that it is built within fortnite and what that says for fortnite as a property going forward i think epic sees that they still have you know the godzilla game and i don't think they're gonna let up and i think it's huge for what fortnite as a thing will be and continues to be and i think this could be massive for years to come about what Fortnite in and of itself is that when us olds talk about it, we're not talking about it at the same level as what kids view Fortnite as. Oh, Fortnite, I love that game. And they're talking about something totally different <laughs> yeah, than the way that I, they I was, experience it. I was traveling this weekend uh, to see family and um, uh, was hanging out with uh, my brother-in-law's uh, sort of daughters is the wrong thing. Anyway, these two twin girls that are, I want to say, 14, 15 years old. And we were talking about video games. Oh, you talk about video games for a living? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, oh, what, what video games do you play? And they both said, Fortnite. That's the only video game they play. Super excited about it. And they do all kinds of different kinds of things in Fortnite. And, you know, it's wild to me that it was all the way back in 2021 that Epic's, uh, Epic acquired Harmonix. Because it doesn't feel like it's been two years, but it was November of 2021 uh, that um, Epic Games acquired Harmonix. And back then, we speculated about this very thing, Christian. And here it is coming to pass that like, oh, maybe they'll make like a rock band kind of thing inside Fortnite. And it has happened. Um, Gabe, uh, what do you think of the uh, the everything app <laughs> being yeah. Fortnite? The I everything was just- video game thinking that i was like i don't even know what Fortnite is anymore you know what yeah. i'm saying like right it's I'm everything one, i'm one of the I'm, right i'm one of those guys unfortunately remember i was talking about liking being a part of the thing that's barring Fortnite. so i've i think i've played it twice in my whole life but being a bystander and watching what they've done with licensing characters with the dancing with the music with marshmallow and like all these like all these events having having us stare at a, a black screen with like a little star in the middle of it for two days. You know, I, I just think everything they do 
is so incredibly thought out. It's it's done in such excellence. It seems like if they it seems like they rarely swing and miss. And it seems like if they do miss, then they adjust and they're able to like somehow they're not the Titanic. Like it feels like usually when you're that big of a thing, you're not able to be nimble. But it seems like they are in in certain instances able to be nimble. And I think it's just just so incredible and um, a testament to the people that work over there. When I saw (laughs) when I saw the Lego thing, I was like, okay, number one, that's adorable. Number two, that's amazing. Number three, what Lego? Like, that's amazing. And then you see the the Rocket League thing, and you're like, "Are you, wait, what? Are you, okay, all right, okay. Uh, maybe there's a lot of driving in the game I don't know about." And then you see the rhythm game thing, and you're like, "Okay, hold on. Like, I thought <laughs> we were still like building things and shooting each other." Yeah. And so I'm just so impressed because it kind of does take on that thing of you know, Elon's talked about X being the end all be all and do everything there, right? Pay for things there and sell things there and and whatever his dream is for what that is. And it feels like Fortnite is doing that. Like they are the, it's just like you said, Christian, like we're going to all talk about Fortnite in such different ways that we're going to have to then further explain what we mean by we like that game. I love Fortnite. What do you play in it? Wordle. Oh, okay. (laughs) You know, the funniest thing about that to me is that when Fortnite debuted, it was a game about, building forts and getting through the night like mm-hmm. that was the the game the it title wasn't the battle royale <laughs> the t- yeah, yeah well, the title like legitimately described the game you had to build forts and then monsters would come at night and you tried to survive the night it was Fortnite, and it's like the, the name is just an abstraction now it's, it, yeah, means, it's, it means yeah. there's no bearing on what you actually do in the game which mm-hmm. is everything um <laughs> yeah. and i you know i think this is i think this is cool and I, I, I'm not a Fortnite player, but I think just sort of in the abstract, it's kind of neat that they keep pushing the envelope and, and pushing the well, game to do new different kinds of things. Beyond that, and correct me if I'm wrong, but in Fortnite free, yeah. And so, and I know that there's a bunch of stuff you can buy within Fortnite, but like yeah. this definitely will have. I love rhythm games, love them. I don't play them as much as I as as much as I'd like, but I love a good rhythm game. And so, like, I'll definitely jump in to try the rhythm aspect of Fortnite. Like, I don't know yeah. what all it's behind or, you know, if I'm going to have to play X, Y, Z to get to whatever it is. Um, but, like, I just that I I'm going to be playing so. a rhythm game in Fortnite just doesn't make any sense. It's just I, so I, I crazy think, to me. I think that's what's incredible about it is I don't think you have to, like, survive four rounds. You know, I, I think it's just a – even calling it a mode seems like a disservice. It is a game you select – from within the wrapper that is Fortnite. And I think that is interesting from a, a business uh, perspective as well, because we've seen a lot of some leaked and some admitted documents about Epic Game Store not doing well and not being profitable. And these aren't other things to get you in the Epic Game Store wrapper per se. Yes, if you yeah. play on PC, you need to have the Epic Game Store to get Fortnite. But then once you do that, you have your desktop and you launch into Fortnite pretty much directly. And so these aren't standalone experiences that are other games that are free on the epic game store to yeah. get people to use that ecosystem and the again Fortnite it is, is the front Fortnite end is the front end it's fascinating yeah, yeah. it's wild like it's and, about to be its own library of games like you yeah. know what I'm like you launch <laughs> yeah. Fortnite and then you launch all these other things that you want to do that's crazy the, the other thing that occurs to me in this story is is there a better positioned brand on the planet than lego i think 
everyone wants to be associated with Lego. Like there, there isn't a single property that w- would say no to Lego. You know what I mean? Like Absolutely. Lego, can, everybody wants Lego. Every Star Wars wants Lego. Everybody wants to be associated with Lego. It, it's got to be the one of the most potent brands on earth. You know? Oh yeah. I mean, the only other thing that would be that would surpass it is if like like when they started doing Mario and Lego a couple Christmases yeah. ago. I was like, there it is. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, nobody's mad at Mario. Nobody's mad at Lego. Right. You know, they're like these two yeah. things that just kind of like, as we saw with the movie and how amazing it did. You're like, oh, I guess people do enjoy this. And so, yeah, I mean, who, and it's it's so uh, it tells its own story. You know, right. Lego is one of those things that needs no introduction. Yeah. And like right when you from children, they're like, oh, I get how this is supposed to work. And so when you bring that into something that's already massive, it's like, yeah, th- it belongs here. It's it should be here. I was watching Thursday night football this this weekend. I was uh, traveling to my, as I said to my in laws house. We were watching Thursday night football, and a Lego ad came on that was specifically geared toward adults. And it literally the catchphrase at the end was "adults welcome." And it was it was like a bunch of grown ups building you know cars and motorcycles and you know technic like advanced Legos. And it's like, I love that they're embracing that and going, "Hey, this is this this is forever rewon." Anyway, I am a yeah. fan of Lego, and I yeah. I think it's cool. Yeah, anyway, I, I picture it. that phone call being like, you know, the few times when you call someone and they answer before it even rings. I feel like that was Fortnite and Lego calling each other at the same time because you feel like <laughs> no other brand is like that. There is one other brand. It's Fortnite. That's the other brand. And they're both I was like, "Hello, about Hello? you? Were you thinking about me? I, yeah, I was <laughs> yeah. thinking about you. Were you thinking about me? Uh, yeah. All right. Well, you guys have left me a number of uh, excellent stories here. I think the one that I'm uh, most interested in, frankly, is the Fallout TV series that we know has been in the works from Amazon Prime Streaming uh, got its first uh, images and trailer this week. Uh, Vanity Fair did a spread uh, on the show and showed a bunch of images that I think were met with some skepticism because, you know, uh, static images being as they are, uh, it, it, a lot of folks were kind of criticizing it as, as like bad Fallout uh, cosplay. Sure. They showed, you know, the, um, power suits and, and people in, um, in, you know, the fallout, uh, uh, vault gear, the vault jumpsuits and stuff. Um, but the trailer came out and, uh, I got a chance to check out the trailer. I don't know if either of you guys did, but it's, um, I I think that the show looks pretty good. It's certainly got, uh, a killer cast, and including an actor that just means the show is going to be good because he's only in good shows. And that's Walton Goggins. Uh, if Walton Goggins is in it, it's going to be amazing. The dude just is in the best, the shield justified, righteous gemstones. Uh, it goes on and on and on. Like he just is, he's just money in the bank, but it also has um, uh, Kyle McLaughlin from twin peaks Oh, has, wow. uh, Ella Purnell from Yellow Jackets, uh, looks like she's the lead. Um, lots of really, really cool actors and really leaning into very recognizable stuff from the shows. Uh, the, the trailer starts inside a vault. The vault opens and we have that very iconic Bethesda games walking out from the vault and seeing the big expansive world beyond it moment, uh, even in the TV show. Uh, and uh you know, Todd Howard is 
directly involved. It, the trailer literally says, from the mind that brought you Westworld, meaning showrunner Jonathan Nolan, and one of the world's greatest game designers, Todd Howard. It's like, oh, wow. <laughs> double, double billing right there. Um, and uh, it's, it's going to be here in April of 2024. April 12th is when it debuts. Um, I'm curious what you think of it, Gabe. What, are you excited for a Fallout TV series? Okay. So I'm going to let you down a little bit. Uh-oh. But I'm still going to talk about it. Never played a Fallout. Oh, okay. Ever in my life. They're good. So They're I'll fun. say this. Video games to scream. As gamers, we have a weird relationship with that, right? It's gone bad so many times. Yeah. And then it's but, gone really good a couple of times. But and more recently, it's gone more good, you know? I think kind of, right? So we've got The Last of Us on HBO, right. which was like incredible. But then we had like Halo, which yeah. I don't know how that landed with people, but it didn't seem like great. Not great. Yeah. You know, right? Yeah. And so this does like, look amazing uh i love michael what's his name michael something he was the bad guy from lost he was oh, also yeah. in yeah yeah yeah, interest. yeah yeah um i think his last name starts with an r i just can't remember what it is but um and so the question always to me is will people love it that didn't play the game and i think that's something that last of us hit well on right it was like you didn't have to know anything about it i remember telling people it was a video game they had no idea and so there's always that lens of do we love it because we love the game or do we love it because it actually looks good and something we'd want to participate in kind of like yeah what's that what's that new one coming out uh that's going to be a movie uh and red dawn red moon red moon that's going to mm-hmm. be like the two-part thing on netflix and oh, they're releasing the, the game and, the new and, uh zach snyder thing yeah yeah he yeah. came out at like the summer games festival yeah and so you know that so that's where i'm kind of sitting back and waiting i'm like okay i have a weird relationship so i'm like a little like hesitant to just jump in and be like that's gonna be awesome because we also had like twisted metal remember that i don't know if anybody remembers i didn't it. watch it but i, I heard people say it wasn't bad <laughs> right was but, it bad but, but there was no <laughs> hype but the, the hype didn't feel real you know what yeah. i'm saying it felt yeah. like oh man that's okay that's candy man and okay there wasn't really a story anyway so it's like <laughs> i feel like we're two for one on this like uh you know two of one this last year like where we where last of us was great but then we had these other two that were like so yeah production value looks high obviously it's gonna be and so we just kind of got to wait and see because again i don't have the nostalgia of fallout to just love just seeing the colors right you know what i'm saying like Fair when, when the mario trailer came out besides me poo-pooing the fact that they wouldn't let uh chris uh chris pratt talk in the in the commercials just seeing mario i was like oh yeah baby i'm ready yeah. you know what i mean yeah so i just don't have that with this yeah no fair enough i um I do love Fallout. I think, you know, I think the thing that one of the things that that I think Last of Us as a TV series benefits from is that it's as a video game, it's not very video gamey. You know what I mean? The, yeah, it's a story. The, it's a story, but also the story is pretty grounded and pretty um it, it, the the sci-fi elements, the fantastical elements that are in it aren't there's not a lot of them yes yeah, downplayed know? yeah yes yeah. it's very it's actually human. about it's... the us of last of us not exactly. so much about the zombies yeah yeah and i think the farther you get away from that i mean obviously with with fallout like even in the trailer you're seeing you know these big futuristic sci-fi you know there's robots there's mutants there's a guy with no nose you know there's there's all kinds of uh 
fantastical stuff that requires a lot of CG and effects and stuff like that. And I think the farther you get into that, the tougher sell it might have with an audience that's not already primed for is it. That, is that guy in Fallout? The guy with no nose? Yeah. Yeah, he was in four. He's okay. Because the, the first thing I was like, "What is Red Skull doing?" And <laughs> yeah. you know, what I'm saying Red that's like the vibes. very first thing I thought. I was like, "Wait a second, uh, this is Fallout, right?" You like kind of look back at the title, like, "Okay, no, yeah, Fallout." <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, Christian. You know, you've been such a fan of the Fallout TV series as well, and and I, I think less so of of Fallout games. But uh, what did you make of the trailer? I think it's a fantastic trailer. The only thing that I didn't like about the trailer was the from the studio that brought you. It said like whatever Lord of the Rings or some show that they did. And then it goes and also free two day shipping. Like I get it. Amazon. It was was funny. That was funny. Come on. But that's not the tone. That was it was so not the tone of the rest of the trailer. I know it it wasn't at all, but it was very funny. I thought it was very funny. If that felt like a, a weird thing, I was like, oh, are they, it, does that make me think this is going to be good? Like, I don't, yeah. okay. From the <laughs> studio behind The Boys and Fast Delivery. Yeah. Y- yes, that's basically what it's, that's, that's, that's yeah. what it yeah. was. Yeah. 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 It's like from the studio who's going to be covering all of the boxes of things you buy with tape <laughs> yeah. that says Fallout the show on it. Uh, <laughs> that's right. It's, that felt weird. But I think from the studio think a, that's hiring your grandma for two months and then laying her off. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that was Walmart. Wow. Speaking of the fallout. Yeah, that's Walmart. You're right. <laughs> um, I, I think as a trailer, it's, it's very effective. And I think it, it hit all the things that I would want it to hit. It shows as a trailer respect and rever- reverence for the source material. And I think having Todd Howard's name front and center does a lot of that. As you mentioned, Jeff, having the vault reveal does a lot of that. Showing the power armor does a lot of that. And it also looks really good. And it doesn't tell you tons which I think is a very effective trailer. It's not like, and this woman, you know, out of vault 27 has to find Mm -hmm. her child and a mission across this wasteland. It kind of like leaves you to wonder, which I think if you don't know the game series is very effective. It's like, Ooh, this looks cool. My question for the show is what's the show? Because fallout, I think to so many people isn't go rescue your son you've woken up from it's everything else fallout is the story you find around the corner it's the thing that you do on the way to the thing and i'm i'm curious what the big story is and how compelling that is to a mass audience and i think things like dungeons and dragons and large open-ended properties have often struggled with that with saying world of warcraft this is the story and wow has or warcraft has had story but people don't necessarily play it for that story. And so I'm curious if game fans are like, yeah, this is the story I pictured. And then if general folks find it interesting enough to want to go for the ride. That's a really good point because I think that's what, sorry, Jeff. I No, please. Um, It seems like that's what Jeff's hitting on, right? The last of us as a show doesn't have that big uphill battle because here's the story. Act this well. Now, there was that little change that even Neil Druckmann talked about with uh, Sam and, uh, gosh, his brother, I forget, and he was deaf in the show, but he wasn't deaf in the game. And yeah. Like, yeah, they made some, they made some changes that, a, that were – And yeah. Neil was like, that was a great change. I wish I would have thought of that. Um, and so as a Fallout fan, what do you hope 
the story is because as somebody who i have no idea what fallout is even about um what what do you hope it is do you hope it's like go save somebody from another shelter or what do you what do you hope it is uh, well howard todd howard has said that it is not a story lifted from the games that it's an original tale set in the universe of, of fallout which i think is probably wise yeah. and and scary you know yeah a little scary but i think the central hook of the fallout games is compelling dramatically in that the the idea of the fallout of a fallout game is there's people that were put in these vaults, these fallout shelters because there was, you know, nuclear fallout and they come out and the world has changed. They've been there for decades. Presumably Lucy, the main character here, uh, that's, uh, played by the actress from yellow jackets, Ella Purnell. Um, Presumably she is, she never knew the world outside the vault, right? It happened. She was raised in there, you know, cause she's young. I, I'm assuming that's what they're going to, you know, the premise is going to be, I've lived my whole life inside this very sheltered shelter, <laughs> you know, that this, this place that is contained and we never saw the outside world. And then one day the door opens and we walk out into this crazy world of mutants and, and, you know, shanty towns and all kinds of stuff and i think i think that's compelling that's interesting already that's that's not a story that's a premise but i think he's a jumping off point for a story and then her as a fish out of water in that world and encountering people and having to survive and make her way in that larger world can make for a pretty interesting story so that's that's what i suspect it will be about um but you know, I I don't know, and I think I think it can have all kinds of different tales, episodic tales, even in that context of like wandering to the next town over and finding the mystery of that town, and there's mm-hmm. something going down, and she's got to help, whatever, whatever. Um, As so, a player of Fallout, is there something special about your person that you're playing? Because I'm wondering, uh, like, what's special about sometimes. this girl? Yeah, sometimes, I mean, sometimes, you know, you were the, everybody died in your vault except you, or, you know, they brought you out because of X, Y, or Z, and you're the only one who can do X, Y, or Z. You know, there's those kinds of things. So perhaps they'll they'll be something like that. But I think just the fact that the world has been going on on the surface, you weren't part of it, and now you have to join it, you being this main character of this TV show. Um, I think that's interesting and i'm i'm down for it i'm i'm excited for this show i'm i'm looking forward to it certainly looks like they spent a lot of money on it so that's yeah it does yeah all right well let's get to the games that we have been playing but first a quick break for a sponsor it's time for us to tell you about our sponsor uncommon goods i got bad news for you christian i got bad news it's time to really uh buy Christmas gifts for everybody you know. It's the holidays are coming. The holidays are here. Christmas shopping is happening. And if you have not done your shopping yet, don't panic because there's still time to find those incredible original gift gifts. The gifts that make people go, wow, where did you get this? Well, the name of the place is Uncommon Goods. Uncommongoods.com has the absolute best gifts for everybody in your life. We're talking moms. We're talking dads. We're talking teens, in-laws, best friends. You're one and only every single person that you know. And it's not stuff that you can find just anywhere because Uncommon Goods has unique and creative gifts, often handmade by independent artists and makers. 
so you can skip the gifts that scream last minute and find something truly original at UncommonGoods.com. Christian, I know that you have had a lot of success with UncommonGoods.com, finding those cool, uh, hard-to-find, original, unique, uh, where-did-you-get-that type gifts. Yeah, we were at a kid's birthday party recently, and I saw the, I got there early, and I saw the parents setting up, and I saw the box. I talked about before how we got a great office holiday and birthday gifts from Uncommon Goods and also a gift for my oldest daughter for her birthday. So I recognized the box, and I went over. I was like, ooh, what are you, what are you guys setting up for party favors? And they got awesome party favors that were these um, – custom card prints for like the theme of the party that went in each favor that all the kids loved. It was beautiful, really cool art. And then for I'll talk quieter in case they're awake, hopefully not. Um, we did some holiday shopping of our own and my daughter loves to draw and loves doing like prompt games with drawing and stuff like that. And there, we found this really cool thing. It's called art out of the box solo drawing game. And it provides you with like really cool, pictures like it looks very like hip and really cute um drawings on each card and it creates a game out of you know expanding your creativity and drawing so you, you pick one card and it tells you like the technique to do and it's like oh do this with your opposite hand or do it with a uh keeping your uh pen on the paper the whole time and it's like when draw find one thing specific in your room and make it a repeating pattern on the next object and you pull another card so it like kind of gamifies um, doodling in a way and you can play it with a group or if you're kind of by yourself it's just really cool creative prompts they look great they feel great in the hand and i love things like that that kind of kickstart your imagination so when we found that for our kids we were very excited about it and we uh hopefully they don't listen to this episode and find out about it at a time <laughs> well uncommon goods looks for products that are high quality unique and often handmade or made in the united states and they have the most meaningful, out-of-the-ordinary gifts anywhere. If you're looking for a gift, you don't have to worry about getting lost in the mail because uncommon experiences are more than just virtual classes. They're unexpected opportunities to have fun and connect in new ways, like with a tarot card reading or lunar astrology charting or cooking and mixology classes, crafts, gardening, and so much more. From art and jewelry to kitchen, home, and bar, Uncommon Goods has something for everyone, not just the same lackluster gifts you could find just anywhere. And with every purchase you make at Uncommon Goods, they give back a dollar to a nonprofit partner of your choice. They've donated more than $2.5 million to date. To get 15% off your next gift, go to uncommongoods.com slash DLC. That's uncommongoods.com slash DLC for 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Uncommon Goods. We're all out of the ordinary. All right. Let's talk about the games that we have been playing lately in a segment we call The Playlist. Gabe, what have you been playing lately? A uh, couple different things, which is usually not my bag. Usually I play one thing at a time because I'm an old man and I forget the controls of the thing I was playing the day before. That I'm playing <laughs> the thing today. Um, I'm uh, grinding away with my sons um, on uh, the Platinum for Spider-Man 2. 
uh, beat the game a while back, but now we're kind of collecting all the spider bots and doing all the little extra things. Uh, so that's been fun. They absolutely love the Spider-Man games. I love the Spider-Man games. We were all hype for uh, the second one to come out. Uh, I love that it's only on PS5, but it's also Daddy's PS5. It's a- <laughs> <laughs> so how are you? How are you doing that? Are you doing life or level, or how's how's that working? How you? How so you- they have a save, and I have a save. Okay, and so I they so okay, real quick. My kids are young. The, my my boys are eight and seven. Okay, and so I had this weird dichotomy, right? Because I don't know if you remember, but in in Peter Parker's Spider Man, the first one, twenty eighteen. Um, there's a lot of cussing in that game mm. for whatever reason, the bad guys cuss a lot in that game. Okay. We're not a household that cusses, especially with our children. Yeah. Then miles Morales comes along. Miles Morales is way cleaner than Peter Parker's. There's still some, a little cussing, you know, like that was in teenage Mutant Ninja turtles. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah, like about right. that, that level, yeah. that movie, this year. PG 13 yeah, PG really yeah. kind of, okay. you know, right. um, especially comparatively. And so it was kind of one of those things where my kids started seeing the commercials and they were getting so hype. And I just couldn't tell them like, wait till daddy plays the whole thing. And then, (laughs) and so what ends up happening is I take my PS five into the living room and we play it together just in case like something weird pops off or just in case venom scares them. And we've got it, you know what I'm saying? And so that's kind of how we handled it. So they watched me play it. And what I what we would do is I would play the story beats and then they would like kind of get us from place to place. So they would do the crimes and they would do some oh, of those other fine. things that were like in between. Um, and then now since we've gone through it and it's fairly clean, uh, which I was really grateful for. Um, now they've got their own save and they've already beat the game and now they're doing extra stuff as well. And so that's how we're handling that. So nice. been playing a lot of Spider-Man 2. Um, I've been playing a ton of Disney Speedstorm. I didn't oh, think I yeah? was going to like that game. I I kind of bought it to support it and then never downloaded it. And then once it went free to play, then I downloaded it on like all the things, right? So that my kids could have them on their switches and stuff like that, just in case they got attached to it. So I've been playing a lot of Disney Speedstorm and then um, the new Call of Duty. Uh, I'm, I'm a sucker for Call of Duty. I don't care about almost anything. It just feels right. Don't change anything. It's the perfect game, you know. Kind of like Mario Kart. It's like don't change, don't ah, 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 ah. like yeah. don't change anything. This it's perfect. Just give it's, me more. Just yeah. give me more. And I don't care that it's reskinned. I don't care if it's deep or shallow. It just feels good. Throw me a multiplayer, and I'm and I'm and I'm happy. So those are the three that I've been kind of bouncing around uh, the most lately. That's awesome. Uh, so let's dig in a little bit because I I'm I haven't played any of uh, Disney. Uh, was it Speed Stir? Is it Speed Stir? Speed Storm. Speed Storm. That's right. Mm-hmm. I knew that, and I did not recall it. Um, <laughs> but this is—it's like the Mario Kart of for, with Disney characters, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we're a big Disney family. We, yeah. we try to go as often as we can. Uh, I'm too grown to like it as much as I do, um, <laughs> but I love it. Uh, and so, yeah, it's just been really fun. A lot of the voice actors returned for it, uh, which is really great. And so, uh, just hearing those guys. Uh, and those just those voices that you know so well, you know, Bill Farmer, who does Goofy. Yeah. Right. When he like he's at uh, I think he's up at he's up at a con in Columbus right now. And he, he uh, 
yeah, Columbus, Ohio. And uh, he just put up a video of himself. He's like, hey, Bill Farmer here. You know, I brought some of my friends with me. You know, goofy. And he kind of goes into it. And you're like, oh, my gosh. Like, yeah, that's, that's so great. Um, and so just hearing those voices, the guy that does Genie is really great. Um, you know, they get Tom Hanks's brother, actually, to do Woody. And so they've got the same kind of voice. And, and then uh, I think they had Homeboy come back who played Hades in, uh, gosh, what's his name, uh, in uh, Hercules. Oh yeah, um, big movie star. Anyway, yes. he's he's back and 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 voice and he stuff. He has so. to be back. There's a he is he's uh, he said James, some stuff. James, ooh, you're, uh, you're so close. That Google is right. It real quick. I don't know what his uh, last name Hades is. Hades actor yeah. Dizzy. It's right right there. None of it, people are yelling. James Woods. James, James Woods. Woods. He's, he's 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 done said some stuff online that yeah, like he's not other, a great person. People oh, want really? to make it out of, but he's got it, a great contract with Disney where it's <laughs> yeah. something like yeah. they have to use him. It's pretty <laughs> really? incredible. Like, Is that the case? Because he was like back on the ride. Everybody's like, why? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, oh, I wow. got this paper. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> I don't know anything about that. So sorry, but he's in the game. Um, that's also, I have a really bad memory and it's really great because I forget who I'm supposed to be mad at. But um, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Disney Speed Storm is yeah, it's definitely Mario Kart with Disney characters, and they actually uh, did it really well, and it feels really good. The controls are a little different, so it took me a second to wrap my brain around them, just the drifting and using the items, and then how it's broken down is like certain characters are certain things. So like somebody's a trickster, so the powers they get are gonna jack up other riders. Some people mm. are brawlers, so the the items they get, it's not like Mario Kart where everybody gets all the items. It's like right. some characters get some of the items that go along with the kind of racer they are. Um, and so that's really cool just because it, it, it balances out how you play the game. Uh, multiplayer is good and quick. And, um, and yeah, and you unlock. There's a bunch of characters in this game. Yeah. And you kind of unlock them as, as you go. Um, right now they're doing uh, Frozen. They're doing Arendelle. And so the girls and Olaf and Kristoff and all those guys are, are, able, are new players to the game. So it's really great. It's free. Um, we didn't spend any money on it. I mean, I bought it. I bought the early thing. But like as far as my kids and their accounts, they, we haven't had to buy anything for them to still enjoy uh, the game. It's great hearing Mickey and Daffy and Donald. I mean, Mickey and Donald. I always put Daffy in there. Uh, uh, Daffy Duck in there. Um, but Daisy and yeah. Minnie and all them. So, yeah, it's a really good time. I really, I really like the game. And then the music is really great. They take the songs that you know from the lands and they remix them and they make them really fun. And, and that's so, cool. Yeah, that's, great. that's awesome. That's uh, Disney's uh, Speed, Speed Storm. Storm. Yes. Uh, yeah, the name always yeah. eludes me. Uh, and then uh, Call of Duty, that you're, you're playing Modern Warfare 3. Yes, you're, that's right. I'm Sure. What, Whichever what one it is. I have no idea the, which one it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're the guy. You're one of the guys that ignores the campaign, right? You're just hopping to multiplayer. You don't care about the campaign. Is that used is to that be accurate? a campaign guy? Okay. Every every Call of Duty. It's only been the last two for some reason. I've just I, I think because I got a little friend group that loves playing multiplayer, and so they kind of send the text out, and it's like, yep, I'm there. Yep, I'm there. Yep, yeah. I'm there. And so we hop on, and a, a bunch of musicians that I know here in Nashville, uh, and we all play together, and 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 it's just super duper fun on my twitter actually i put up uh i just got off tour and so i was putting up like my little setups and we would find like the press box that would overlook the whole arena and so you see like the stage getting set up and you see me like sitting there playing call of duty and so oh, that's rad yeah, I, I love playing it all around the country and so um it's been really it's been really fun just jumping back in there because it's it's 
perfect. It's the perfect first person shooter. It's tight, the sliding, the jumping, the, you know, everything just feels right. It's not like some like, you know, I remember when I first played Fortnite, actually, when it first came out and how the bullets bent and how it like I was like, yeah. oh, am I in a pool? Like, I don't understand like how. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I couldn't tell you which Call of Duty it is. Modern Warfare 3 sounds right. And uh, <laughs> all right, I just one. I play them every year. I play them every year. Awesome. Very cool. Christian Spicer, what is on your playlist? Well, it'd be suicide for me to talk about what I've been playing. Um, uh oh, a lot of. So I won't. <laughs> I won't. I won't do that. Um, but a game that I've been playing that I really like that I can talk about um, that I had missed before is El Paso Elsewhere. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I played a bunch of this as well a while back. El Paso Elsewhere, I think it came out in September. I think yeah. it had a, a Steam Next Fest demo. I think I first saw it when um, the developer was on Kind of Funny's Indie Games Showcase that they do. I think it was around GDC. Um, shout out to Kind of Funny and the light they shine on so many great games and how they mm. use their platform to do that. It's awesome. Um, and I had kind of missed this game. It's like, oh, I should play it. I should play it. I never got around to it. And I think it was now on Paste Magazine's top 30 games of the year list. They oh, wow. come out their their list. And I think Paste list is always very interesting. Like there's always the things that you know in there. Like, yeah, uh-huh. And then I feel like there's always really interesting things. And they usually do a good job articulating why that game is in there. And it's like, no, yeah, it had this glitch and the graphics aren't great. But it made me feel this way or it made me think about what a game could be this way. Interesting. And if memory serves... El Paso Elsewhere, I think, was their number two game this year. And I was like, Whoa, okay, wow. okay, Steam wish list. Yeah, time to move, uh, time to move into the actual library. So I bought El Paso Elsewhere. It's incredible. I have not rolled credits on it just yet um, because of suicides. Um, not you know, it doesn't, okay, it said too much. Um, yeah. uh, I think you can say it was available. People were playing it. Um, but so I haven't rolled credits on El Paso Elsewhere, but it is Max Payne inspired, heavily Max Payne inspired. And Max Payne with vampires. Is that what it is? Basically. Yes, but also like leaning into the Max Payne kind of dream sequences, but not in like the annoying, I think it was Max Payne 2 that did it more. It was like a lot of baby crying in a corner did, as yeah. you kind not of like go insane. Walk Max along the bloodline. Oh, Don't wall, like fall that. off the bloodline. Oh my as, god! As a wall then melts and a baby cries. Yeah. So it's like the good parts of that, if that makes sense. Because also, as you mentioned, Jeff, we just did an Alan Wake two spoiler chat with Philippe, Alex, and I, and so I'm very much Team Remedy. I love, I love Remedy. I love what they're putting out. I love what they're doing. And El Paso Elsewhere feels like a remedy game in that way of going back to Max Payne and Max Payne two. And it does the thing with the full screen title card coming in and saying like, you know, the, the, the level you're on at the end of level, you get this really great music sound up. The game uses music beautifully throughout, but this game also looks like a PS two era game. It very much looks like Max Payne, the rough polygonal shapes, the kind of flat textures for faces, but it takes this idea of your the protagonist's girlfriend is a vampire and like the head vampire. And you get this really cool story going on of like, I should have seen this coming. I was an idiot to think it wouldn't go this way. <laughs> but love makes you do stupid stuff. 
And he like gets his pills, <laughs> so great. eats some, yeah. and he's like, I always knew this was going to be a one-way trip. Just got to get it done. And it's like, oh, so there's even that- pills in it? <coughs> yeah, there's pills. Sorry? I said there's yeah, pills, pills yeah. in it because Max yeah. Payne had the pills too. Yeah. Yes, yes. And so it like really leans into it. It's like an homage and it has the bullet time and the diving. But yeah. it's also because you're going into this motel in El Paso that is an elsewhere. It's like transformed by this vampiric energy like as you're going down the elevator like the world falls out and you're just kind of in this on this elevator uh chain going down into this vast nothing list and he's just like yeah i should have known that was gonna happen you know it's like there's like no roof on the hotel at all it's it's like this nebulous other world uh but you're in a hotel but then there's like no roof on it and then some levels later in the game, like doors are floating above and you yeah. walk through the first time and nothing happens. And you come through the second time and vampires fall out of those doors. So it like sets up this kind of tension, not Alan Wake 2 level of tension, but like does a really good job kind of keeping you on your toes. And then the shooting is, is it's still really fun. Like Max Payne 2, Max Payne 1, those games hold up mechanically. And this takes from that and kind of tightens it. It makes it feel modern. It, it feels like how I think max Payne one played you know <laughs> but uh, at a great frame rate in uh, great resolution but yet still using those uh, the homage graphics and again a absolutely killer soundtrack so i sat on this game for too long and i think you know i don't know if it'll make my top five favorites of the year but for where i am right now i'll probably be singing it out again as a other five that i think a lot of people probably missed this game like i did and if you are looking for that action-packed running and gunning you know jumping in and doing stuff and doing it well and with a really cool story i don't want to like spoil where the story goes but like it's super interesting like yeah it's kind of cheesy and dripping and this idea of like you know noir noir yeah but like really cool and like as it changes and evolves with him like the larger mythology of the world where he's like yeah but i've also fought griffins and unicorns that one was a real jerk you know it's like ooh, it's 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 just really fun it's really really fun el paso elsewhere um a really a real gem of an indie game i think that's interesting i uh i played this several weeks ago and i never brought it up on the show because i it, i just did not vibe with this game at all whoa <laughs> i love yeah. it the exact I, opposite yeah i i didn't want to bring it up and just uh uh trounce Bash on it, it. but i mm-hmm. i but now that I liked it, Floodgate. Well, you, you're bringing <laughs> it up, so I'm I'm, I know, I know, bring I know. my, you know, weigh in on my opinion. I don't think you you mentioned it being looking like PS2. I don't think it looks like a PS2. I think it looks like a PS1 game. But it, it, it's very it's very primitive looking. I mean, it's intentionally so, right? It's intentionally so. But I, I don't think I don't want people to get the wrong idea. This is a very primitive looking game, right? It's very. Um, it's those retro polygonal, you know. Yeah, it's, it's 4K, yeah. but. It's very like purposefully. Uh, yeah, it's like it looks Final like Fantasy Virtual VII. Fighter, right? It looks. It's very, very, very uh, primitive looking, which is fine. That's that's an aesthetic that it's going for. Uh, and I think the the strongest element of this game is the the fun cinematic, uh, the cinematics, which are. I mean, it does a lot of really cool stuff with um, quick cuts and and uh, angles, like it'll like underneath the guy's head and to the right of the guy's head as he's like i was not there you know it's like changing camera angles each line or it'll do fun it'll do fun stuff like that and i think that's where it's strongest 
I thought the actual gameplay, it just, I was not vibing with it at all. It did not click with me. I adore the Max Payne games, adore the Max Payne games. Um, they played them, you know, as they came out and, and they hold a very special place in my heart at a very special time in my life. Same. Um, this game sort of, it adds like a drive a stake through the heart of the, the vampire thing. And you can get stakes by breaking anything in the environment. We'll leave like a wooden stake. And, you know, there's a, you walk into this hotel room and there's a chair, you can smash the chair and you'll have a stake. And it does, I, my experience was that it used that as a way to mitigate the fact that you're kind of always out of ammo. Um, and I did not, I did not find the melee stake combat to be very fun or satisfying. And um, I, I, I don't know. I just, I didn't think it got the max pain uh, formula. It felt like um, a riff on a riff. It didn't, it didn't feel like it was, it nailed it for me. Uh, I love the fact that you love it, Christian. I'm not trying to disparage it. I just giving a counterpoint to the fact that I, I was pretty disappointed with this one and it, it, I bounced off of it. Um, it, it just was not vibing with it at all, but um, well, I know I a lot of people it, really think highly of it. If, if folks are thinking about giving it a try, what I also really love about the game is right when you start a level or start the game, you're presented with these options, you not even call it. It's not even difficulty. Yes, there's difficulty, but below that, you can see the granular things that it changes. So if you go from like standard and you put it on story mode or whatever, it's like, oh, this gives me, uh, I do 2x damage on enemies and they do 0.5x damage on me and I have yeah. this much more slow-mo. And then you can go in and tweak that stuff yourself. And you can also turn on, what I turned on was auto reload because I found the manual reload button to take me out of the flow of the jumping and the slow-mo and all the stuff I wanted to be doing. So I turned on auto reload, but you can also turn on unlimited ammo and it's all just there for you. And I love when games do that. I think I agree with you the first few levels. I felt resource starved in terms of ammo. Later, when I have like my SMG and my shotgun, I feel like I was just getting more and more ammo than I than I would have needed. But I love that that stuff's there and it doesn't penalize it. It doesn't make it feel mm. lesser. It's kind of like, here's this cool action game we've made and we want you to experience it. And, and every time you start the game, when you go to a new level, that those set of options are there for you. So I think if you are playing it, dear listener, and you kind of feel one of those edges is ruining the experience for you, change it, <laughs> change it and go back. Cause I think the game wants you to play your way, which I love. It's uh, it's pretty funny too. When you die, it's like, that's not how it happened. And then if you die again and that's, it'll be like, that's not how it happened. Like it's, it's like, come oh, on, pal, right. yeah. <laughs> stop dying. On Get the it same together. Part. Yeah. Yeah. It's very yeah. funny. Yeah, I love it. And it was like 20 bucks. I think it was like on sale yeah. for 15 bucks uh, on Steam sale. So it and I, it runs great on deck too. It, 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 when it launched, apparently it didn't, but it, it runs really well on Steam Deck now. So I've been loving it there as well. Again, it's called El Paso Elsewhere. Yes, sir. What else is on your playlist? Well, remember how I said we did an Alan Wake 2 spoiler chat and how I love Remedy. Well, guess what Uncle Christian did? I started replaying quantum break oh man you were like they can't have made a bad game uh and i was like <laughs> i remember playing quantum break and talking about it on this very show yeah. <laughs> years ago yeah. and not really liking it oh really yeah it's not good. i didn't i did not like it when i first played it i love this game jeff it's so good oh man you are you're hurting just this week <clears throat> you, your kool-aid went down fine 
it's so it may be also i think i'm just in a different headspace so i've skipped all the tv episodes and it's like do you oh. want and i'm like no i do not those are so long <laughs> so long i do not want to watch that and so far i, I don't think the story I'm, I'm missing anything it's like this awkward thing of like we want them to it's kind of like do i have to watch uh she hulk Disney's like, yeah, you do. Also, no, you don't. You know, it's like that's what she the Hulk quantum is very break. Good Christian, don't use that as the example. Did uh, I have did... to watch it? <laughs> do I have to watch uh, Captain Moon Knight Winter, Winter Soldier? There, or, I uh, thought that Falcon was very Soldier. good. Oh man, no. okay, now blood is drawn. Um, <laughs> but I've been skipping the TV show because I feel like I don't need that. The game's going to tell its own story. Uh, I'm playing on PC mostly. And it looks really good, I think, and it runs really well. I think if you put this up against some games that came out this year, I don't think people would be like, oh, you're playing a game that came out. I think it's 2016. It does not look and feel like that old of a game when I'm playing on PC. Some levels I had a weird lighting bug. I was like, I wonder if this is the game and purposefully doing this for like atmosphere or not. So I loaded it up on my Series X as well. Uh, and it was a lighting bug I had on PC. It doesn't run quite as well on Series X with like the up-res or whatever version of it that it is, but it's still a stunning game. It looks really good, and I think, I need to go back and listen to the episode, but I think I was just playing it, air quote, wrong. I think when it came out, I was playing it, we were in the era of the third-person cover shooter, whether it was Uncharted or Gears of War, and I would get behind cover and you pop out and you throw your grenade or you use your ability, then you find new cover and then you kind of do that again. And if I remember correctly, that's kind of how I was playing Quantum Break. And I'm not playing it that way anymore. I am playing Quantum Break like I'm Jesse Fatum in control. I am flying Mm. around these levels. My powers are only not being used for that brief moment when they're in their cooldown. I am just this symphony of destruction, just constantly moving, Ooh. firing off all of my all of my abilities and it really I really see how they got to control, like how Quantum Break got to Jesse. And like you, in, in Quantum Break you have this air dash and in control I feel like they were like what if you could just fly? Yes, please. And so it kind of like <laughs> elevates all of these things. But man, you got the shield, you have the time bubble distortion, you can hold it to launch a big one, you can dash, and when you upgrade your dash, it reveals where your enemies are. There's even a, uh, a um, what is it, like a multi-round pistol that really feels like the service revolver from Control. And I just, I'm playing it totally differently, where engaging with the game in a different way, and I'm also blown away by either how they paid off loose ends that they set up in this game or the geniuses that remedy truly are with all of the stuff that exists in Alan Wake two in this game. There's stuff in quantum break within the first five minutes that is so beautifully realized in Alan Wake two. I just can't comprehend Wow. what their conspiracy theory board of this stuff looks like. I mean, there's a, there's a chalkboard of stuff laid out that I was sitting there reading and I was sending it to Alex and Philippe being like, Do we, wow, there's the things we just talked about for the spoiler chat. They're right. Unbelievable. But if you are like me and slept on quantum break, but really loved control, I think it plays great. It's on game pass and play it like Jesse Fadum. Don't use cover. You kind of auto crouch behind cover. Nah, no covers for losers. Powers are for winners. I, <laughs> Love it. Got to be one of the coolest things about Game Pass is that you can just like go, I don't remember this game. I'm going to reinstall it. It's just so great that it's there available and you can play it. And you, 
got the chance to play it both on PC and console because why not? That's cool. I think that's pretty yeah. cool. I think it's so important about when and how you play games. Yeah, um, yeah for sure. Because I, I remember playing Quantum Break years after it came out and I, I did it for Extra Life actually one year. Like I was like, oh, I'm going to play this whole thing through. And I remember really enjoying it. Um, and then too, when you bring up the Steam Deck, I found that there's things on Steam Deck that I love to play that I would never want to sit down at my computer and play. And yes. so I, I think that there's such you bring up a good point, especially with Jeff not liking either of the games that you're playing. I could see I could <laughs> see, though, I could see like El Paso elsewhere being an amazing Steam Deck game, but yeah. maybe not a great PS5 sitting down, got all your power, or your Xbox Series X game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because then you do feel like, man, this thing's coming up a little short on the graphics, but on the Steam Deck yeah. in your bed, you're like, eh, this is fine. And it's not draining my battery and it's telling and i run four levels cool and then put it to sleep and come back and it's not that's i did exactly 20 levels right. of the same thing it's just a perfect <laughs> that's a that's a really yeah. good point yeah for sure yeah very cool and uh I, it's funny to me that you are skipping all the the uh the tv show shows. parts of quantum break because i mean i remember playing that originally i think on xbox one right that was like the big xbox one game because mm-hmm. the xbox one the whole gimmick behind the one was that it was going to be your the one your where you watch HBO. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was the, your your <laughs> one input, right? You you put you it would had pass through for all your cable and so it was like this integrated like it's part TV, part video game system and this was the game that was also part TV, part video game. And so I suspect a lot of that colored my reaction to it at the time too was that the TV show stuff I didn't think landed very well and perhaps soured my experience you know maybe i deserve to give the, or it deserves me to give it a second chance the way you have but um, boy i just remember really being disappointed with quantum break i i meet i think people will pull the episode i think both of us were and i was probably like it's yeah. fine but i don't know it's not hitting and that, yeah. now it's it slaps non-stop but it's also to before before you had fallen madly deeply in love with remedy well, it wasn't. It wasn't because I was deeply in love with Remedy, Max Payne, Max Payne Two, and then I was like, yeah. and uh, Alan Wake One, and then I was like, Ooh, Quantum Break, here we go. Let's. Uh, okay, well, nope, this isn't good. <laughs> I feel like Control it, is where your love affair really blossomed, where you consummated it, to, to so to speak. <laughs> look, the the Bell's issue was post Control. You're right. right yeah. Right, right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh fair enough all right so that's uh it's quantum break it's available on game pass uh and uh yeah maybe it deserves a second look um most of the gaming like i said i've been traveling a lot but i did uh i did play some vr stuff so let's get into that so the big release this week uh on MetaQuest 3 was a an authentic Steam Link app. Valve put out an app for MetaQuest 3 that allows you to play Steam VR games on MetaQuest 3, streaming them from your PC as long as you have uh, you're on the same uh, Wi-Fi network. Hallelujah! Hallelujah is right. Hallelujah is right. And I I believe with this release. The MetaQuest 3 is the best VR headset on the market. I can period. see that. I can period. see that. Mm-hmm. It is, I mean, it's a bummer that there are VR games 
uh, that are exclusive to PSVR and PSVR two that you can't play. Uh, and I think the PSVR two is a solid headset, but I think on every, every level now, MetaQuest three surpasses PSVR two, in my opinion. Um, it is not tethered. The opinion of someone who hates El Paso elsewhere. Yeah. So take that as what, what you <laughs> um, I, I I'm glad I have a PSVR two. I think it is it is uh, it looks great, and I, there are some great experiences on it that you can't get anywhere else. But the library, the library is is lacking, and it uh, I don't know how confident I am that you know something like Synapse that came out this year. I think is was one of my favorite VR experiences of the year. It is great game. a great game. It can only be played on that platform. Uh, her, the Horizon VR game, great game, can only be played on the PSVR platform. The good you, version of RE4 coming out this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I suspect that'll be a there'll be a PC release, but maybe not. Maybe not. Um, well, maybe the Horizon one will too, right? Maybe. Uh, I that's Sony's playing that possible. game. Sony's playing that game a little here's, bit. So. Here's hoping. Never say I'm gonna, never. I'm going to knock on wood on that one. Here's hoping. But the fact that the MetaQuest 3 now has a way to airlink the Oculus experience, the you know the the PC Oculus games like Lone Echo, Lone Echo 2 and so many others that are exclusive to Oculus that are that require a a, a beefier computer than is in the standalone headset, but you can now wirelessly easily simply wirelessly uh, transmit those to the headset and now any vr game that's on steam you can do the same i installed it it couldn't have been easier really it, it, it simple 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 you download the free steam vr app on the on the headset it you have steam loaded on your pc as long as the pc and the headset are on the same wi-fi network it says here's the code it's a four-digit code. Type it into your Steam, uh, you know, on on PC. Boom, we're talking to each other. You're good to go, and it literally loads the Steam VR UI into the headset. So now wow. you're in. You, it looks like you are in Steam VR. It's that same home experience. All my VR apps that I had on my index are available to me to play, and I started playing Half Life Alex on my. MetaQuest 3. And Christian, <laughs> I felt like I was playing the the um remastered edition of Half-Life Alex. Even though that doesn't exist. There's not there's no remaster. It <laughs> just but you have what? like a beefier GP now or like, but you played it wired before or just because no, no cable? No, no. Like what made it the the quality of the headset mm, the screen itself. The yes, the quality of the image in the headset is so much better than the index, which is still um, available for purchase at a much higher price than the MetaQuest Three. the The image is so crisp; it has no screen door effect. It it it. I felt wow. like I was playing that game in a whole new way, seeing things. It is so beautiful. The frame rate was great. Now. Granted, I have a beefy GP. I am on a, a a beefy computer, and I was playing mere feet from my Wi-Fi router, right? So I'm not like and your I computer's not tethered, it. right? 
Like they what? recommend you have your they recommend your computer to be locally plugged. Like my computer not. is Ethernet connected to my router. My headset obviously was not, but I wasn't terribly far from my router. So I, I'm not suggesting like if you're I don't know walking in the woods trying to do this you know in your backyard <laughs> or whatever. Please don't but, go walking in the woods, please. <laughs> but, but the. You know, it's like I'm he, really there. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, I'm really there. Yeah, Why am I fall there? off a cliff. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> this wind feels crazy. <laughs> <laughs> the sense of smell. Exactly right. <laughs> but well, those, that bear's teeth are sharp. <laughs> <laughs> but having said all of that, I don't think having the best condition. Obviously, the you know high end computer part is expensive. So, uh, you know. I recognize that, that I have a, uh, you know, a good video card, all that stuff. But I think achieving optimal conditions is not difficult, right? As long as you have a place to put the headset on that's relative, has good Wi-Fi connection, has a good, you know, I, I don't think that's hard to do. You know, in, if you have a good Wi-Fi in your house, it's going to work. And the frame rate was excellent. The image was beautiful and crisp. Everything worked. Everything just worked and it's so cool because um in the menus and stuff you look down and you see the meta quest controllers right because the index controllers for example are very different they have the squeezy grip and all they look different but it's it's it completely feels like a native experience to the quest and it it works so well immediately that entire library is available there's so many great games on steam vr to play half-life alex being one you have, you know, an easy way to play all the great Oculus games that have come out. Like, like I said, Lone Echo, Lone Echo 2 are two of my very, very favorites. It, it's so great that this works like this. This headset is relatively inexpensive. I, you know, it's not cheap. It's 300, 400 bucks. Um, but 500 bucks. Is it 500 bucks? 500 bucks. You're right. Thinking the two, the two is four hundred bucks. Whatever, mm. doesn't matter. It's less expensive than the index. It's less not expensive than the bucks, index. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, you're right. It's not cheap, but I think it is. It is for me the now the premier VR headset. Now, obviously, Apple's going to come in and have something to say about that, but at an extraordinarily high price point, right? You can get seven <laughs> Quest threes for the price of one uh, Apple uh vision pro but i think for right now like with the pass through with the ar stuff with the way you can uh, you can play literally so many games that have come out if you're thinking right now about getting into vr this holiday it has never been easier for me to say there is one headset to rule them all and it's hard because as i said psvr2 is a strong candidate I think the comfort level of the Quest is superior to the comfort level of PSVR 2. I think, um, you know, the pass-through is better. Pass-through on the PSVR 2 is only black and white. You have color pass-through on Quest 3. It, it, it's just easy for me to recommend at this point. And I here's, was... Go ahead. So here's my question to you. Is this a mea culpa of Valve and saying meta run with it? Or is this Valve saying, we got ours coming too, and it's going to be a standalone, so we needed to make a play nice, and we're going to... I don't know. 
they've always they've wanted Steam VR on everything, and so yeah. this is their way of trying to open up that wall. But they have was rumored to be Deckard or whatever the alleged. Right. That'd be very curious if you know Valve makes a Steam Deck headset. You know, like a one thing self-contained. Now they have this technology proven out in a way that seems to work really, really well. Yeah, I mean, you, as you said. The rumor is that that's what they're working on. So who knows? I, I don't. I was surprised that this happened, but I do like the fact that these are less and less closed ecosystems, right? Um, obviously, Meta isn't playing nice in reverse, right? You can't get Oculus games. Actually, you can. It's just not them doing it, but you can. <laughs> um, but um, you know, I I just wish. I wish there was a little more back and forth with uh, the PlayStation headset, but of, of course it's, you know, console mentalities are, you know, it's, it's closed ecosystems. I have so, a question. Yeah. Did, did they figure out the whole one login, two quests, two or more quests with meta? Cause remember when meta two came out, there was this whole like kerfluffle where it's like, if you signed in there, then something happened with the original. Did they get that all figured out? Because we skipped the two. Mm. And I'm really thinking about getting the Quest 3 uh, because my kids have fallen in love with playing VR stuff. But I was like, how will will that play nice or do they have to have their own Facebook account? Can I, you know what I'm saying? How's that all working? I don't know the exact answer to that, to be frank. I, mm. um, I suspect there is because there's a number of games that have come out that are Quest exclusives that allow you, they have this new technology where the, the headset's another headset will see they'll see each other in the same room. And so you can play things like um, Demio battles and there's a bunch of AR games uh, where you can be all standing around the same thing and seeing each other and all manipulating the same thing in real time. It's in front of you. Um, And it'll see another headset in the same room as you and, and, you know, interact with it. Wow. It's possible that it still requires you to have distinct profiles yeah, or um, sure. you know logins to do that i don't mm-hmm. know but uh, i haven't had the opportunity to try that but i hope hopefully they figured it out i don't know for sure yeah. um but I- i'll tell you christian logging into uh half-life alex again and f- seeing it like with fresh eyes uh, it's such a bummer to me that this tech hasn't taken off because that's what's possible and it's been possible we could still be doing that and it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful in the Quest 3. It's more, I mean, I spent so much money on the index. It was the top of the line at the time. And I had that incredible experience playing that game. But now it looks so much worse than what's capable. It's so crisp. It's so, the image is so sharp. Ah, it feels like I'm playing a whole new game again. And I was like, I want to, Play all through this and i'm not tethered anymore you know i'm i'm spinning around i'm fighting bad guys and doing all kinds of stuff i don't have to worry about the cord anymore which is so nice it's it's really great yeah that's cool that is that is very cool and you know i was so high last week i was talking about uh i was so high on um uh assassin's creed nexus vr which i still think is is excellent and but like and I know that uh, Meta and and the developers that they've uh, you know acquired, their mandate is to create standalone experiences, and so they're sort of limited by the standalone capabilities of the headset. But like, why, why, like let let there let there be these 
powered experiences that just seamlessly, wirelessly stream. I understand their selling point is, hey, buy this. You don't even need a computer. Just buy it, and now you can play all these things. And I think that's compelling, but it's holding back the level of verisimilitude. You know, the level of it looks like real – it looks – beautiful and realistic and awesome in the headset. I think Assassin's Creed Nexus VR great, but compared to Half-Life Alex streamed, it's not, it's not comparable. You know, it's wow. nice. you're, you're saying what we kind of talked about for a while. You're, this is why we are peanut butter and chocolate. Jeff shaking hands is you are VR and I am cloud gaming. Yeah. And well, that is the same the, thing. Yeah. That is the unison. Is like when GeForce Now works on yeah. a MetaQuest 3 or something like that and you, the latency and all that stuff. Because then yeah. it is. It's that one shot. You got everything you need. And I think we're I think we're getting closer and closer to that. I mean, we're kind of th- like that's it. it we're, I mean, we're not there in the sense that it's still being computed on my PC and not from the cloud. But it's proving to me. It's pr- it's making me eat my words a bit when I was like, oh, I'm really glad the PSVR two has is is wired because I want all the. Pa-. It's like no, Sony could have just wirelessly streamed PS five stuff to my headset. It, what would we, they call it? The PSVR two portal? They'll never make that. <laughs> anyway, we got we got a listener uh, question about VR that I wanted to read. This comes from Paul, who wrote this to uh, DLC feedback at gmail.com. Paul said, uh, I have a PS four and PSVR, no PS5. PSVR 2 is expensive. It has occurred to me just to get the latest meta thing, Oculus Quest 3, and skip the PSVR 2 version because the latter would be like $2,000 or something, and that's hard to justify at my advanced age. Uh, I found that gaming in VR doesn't engage me, but I really enjoy it for other more casual activities, and it seems like there are more non-gaming VR alternatives on platforms other than PlayStation. For example, I think a Google Earth in VR is available and not on PlayStation. That's correct, Paul. Uh, do you have thoughts, recommendations on this? Maybe a non-gaming VR uh, could be an interesting topic for VR talk. Uh, I realize it's kind of outside the purview of the show, but game is a broad term these days for all kinds of interactive media, so maybe it works. Uh, I will say, just briefly, to answer your question, that yes, Steam VR, as you might expect, has many more of these kinds of experiences than PlayStation does, right? PlayStation is a PlayStation uh, and they are much more curated in what is available. Uh, and PS uh, and um, Steam, and for that matter, just the native Oculus Quest store or the MetaQuest store has a lot of productivity apps. Uh, you can watch, for example, one of my favorite things to do in the Quest 3, which I never enjoyed on previous versions of, of the headsets because the image was not crisp enough, but one of my favorite things to do is watch 3D movies, which I know a lot of people have distaste for, but I still love 3D movies. And uh, you can watch like you can watch trailers for 3D movies on MetaQuest 3, and they look so good. They look so good. It's like you're in a giant movie theater and you're watching 3D trailers for Titanic and you know uh, um, Life of Pi and all these great movies. Uh, and it, it, it's the best version of 3D. The the idea that you probably have in your head of sitting in a movie theater wearing 
flimsy glasses that 400 people wore before you and were wiped off barely by the intendant before they were thrown in a big tub. And then you put on your face and it looks kind of crappy and it's low light. And that is not the experience. The experience inside a virtual reality headset is the best 3d movie viewing experience on the planet. And it is so infuriating to me that PlayStation VR two does not support 3d Blu-ray viewing because PlayStation VR one did, and it would, probably look so much better on PSVR 2, but they don't support it anymore. You should be able to just pop your old 3D Blu-rays in there and watch a 3D movie, but you can't. But you can uh, watch 3D movies on uh, Quest 3. Obviously, you can't watch Blu-rays, but they have apps that let you do that. You can purchase 3D movies and watch them. So anyway, that's one thing. But there's all... Yeah, Google Earth and VR is stunning and amazing. Uh, I've talked before, I think, on this show about... Uh, the piano uh, vision app on MetaQuest 3 that uses AR to teach you piano, like a real piano. If you have really? a real piano in your house or a keyboard, uh, it'll teach it to you like it's Guitar Hero. Lots of really cool stuff like that. There's all kinds of productivity apps and uh, painting and um, drawing and CAD and, and visual modeling and stuff like that. Uh, all kinds of stuff like that on, on SteamVR. So, Yeah. I would recommend, uh, like I said, I've gotten to this place now where it's, I used to equivocate and be like, I don't know which one I would recommend. It's MetaQuest 3 right now. Today, this holiday season, it's the easiest thing to recommend as far as getting into VR. Wow. You're, you're, you're tilting me. Cause I was, I was, <laughs> I, so I've, I've been it's... on the fence, you know, we've got the first one and uh, it's, one of the reasons I love it is because my kids have fallen in love with Star Wars because of Vader Immortal. And so they yeah. played through those episodes and they absolutely love it. And then, you know, I had some buddies that like every Tuesday night get together and VR game together. And they were like, hey, so you got to download this Steam thing and then blah, 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 and then plug it into the side and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, ah, man, that is clunky. I don't yeah. feel like doing that. And then when hearing this, you're like, oh, shoot. And I've got like a mesh system at my house. And so I think that even if I was inside the house, I could still probably run some things off of Steam VR just because of how the mesh, you know, internet yeah. works. That so maybe my kids could still enjoy some of those things like shoot, AR piano playing is that sounds incredible. Yeah, um, I I put my seven year old in the headset and in like a minute and a half he was playing I mean, you know, not perfectly, but he was playing sure. happy birthday on the piano. We have like yeah, a man. little, we have a little like a, like a little keyboard, a little MIDI keyboard, and he was playing it for everybody wearing the headset. Just like he never played it before, any anything like that before. Wow! Uh, but because it shows you, you know, where to play, put your fingers on the thing. It's really slick, and and it felt like the future, you know. So I recommend it. Hard to recommend Facebooky stuff, but I feel like they've they've they really did it. Not anymore. It, the the biggest gift they ever got was Twitter becoming X. Everybody's like Mark, Mark, Mark. <laughs> We're yeah, all right. Pro it's, Mark again now. I miss Tom. <laughs> he, right, <laughs> miss Tom. Tom's just living his life. He's so happy right <laughs> now. So, yeah. I hope so. Watching the world burn. <laughs> <laughs> and it's co- like I don't need to belabor the point, but it's comfortable. Like I don't even have the fancy. They sell you a fancy strap. I don't have it. I have the regular strap. And it's so comfortable. It's so light. All right, let's wrap the show up. We 
It's, yeah, it's, it's been a fun one. It's been a super fun one. And uh, thank you, Gabe Patillo, for being here. You're awesome. We appreciate uh, hanging out I with you and talking games. Honored to be here. Seriously. Thank honored. you. Honored. Yeah. It's our honor to have you. Can you tell folks where they can keep up with you and all the cool stuff that you do? Yeah, man. Uh, we're over at the Married to the Games podcast. Like you guys, well, we just turned 11. Uh, hey, you, congratulations. You guys, are, you guys are about to turn 10, so congratulations yeah. on that. That's, it's, it's hard to do. It's hard to keep going. A lot of podcasts have come and gone That's in right. 10 years. So congratulations to you guys. Hats off. And I know you guys are, you guys are pumping out a lot of content. Um, yeah, Married to the Games. You can find us at MTTGcast on X.com. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm at Gabe Patillo. You can come see the little things I'm getting into, whether it's voiceover or, you know, we just got back from – doing the Macy's day parade, uh, in New York, which was really fun over Thanksgiving. Awesome. Um, so yeah, man, we're, we're all over the place. We're finally, if you Google married to the games, we're finally the first thing that popped up. There, <laughs> there used to be a show called married to the game, which was about a rapper and his wife, uh, the game, the rapper. Right. Uh, and uh, so we've overtaken that finally because I think that's been off. <laughs> See what you do. That's what longevity gets you. You know, you stick around long enough. Exactly. Everybody else falls to the wayside. Yeah. So just Google married to the games. We're right there. We're about to uh, head out to it's kind of what you talked about, about stuff happening after you record. So Tuesday, we'll record our show for this week. And then Wednesday, head out to the Game Awards. But our show won't come out till Friday. So we'll have to do a bonus episode <laughs> because the thing is on Thursday. And so uh, we're really excited to be out at the Game Awards uh, this year. All four of us will be out there, so it'll be really fun. Uh, so, yeah, man, come come follow along. We're, we're just some regular old dudes talking gaming. Love it. Well, have a great time and Thank say you. hi to Jeff for us. <laughs> yeah. I, but I, don't I'm leak anything. I was about yeah, to say, I'm, I'm scared mm-mm, to yeah. say hi to him too loud because I mean, I heard security is going to be off the oh, chain yeah. this mm-hmm, year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do mm-hmm. not approach mm-hmm. the stage yeah. in any way. No. Yeah. I'll be yelled from my seat like, Jeff, <laughs> what do you do, buddy? <laughs> All right. No, no, no. I'm good. I'm, hey, don't tase me, bro. <laughs> don't tase me, bro. <laughs> uh, fantastic. Christian Spicer, what about you? What do you got going on this week? Well, it's it's already out, but I'll shout it out again. I think that Alan Wake 2 spoiler chat that Philippe Osher, Alex Solman, and I did was excellent. Uh, Almost immediately after finishing it, we were all discording each other, being like, no, there's so much more we could say. Should we jump back on and record more? We think we're going to wait until the expansions come out. So look for more Alan Wake 2 content Mm. uh, as that content comes into the world um, but that is available for all patrons now any level to go check out again spoiler full spoiler i think the first words out of philippe's mouth are like the last words of the game <laughs> so oh, yeah. spoilers spoil- right away spoilers Careful. i say like hey this is a spoiler chat and then philippe is like darth the vader's end. the dad you know the yeah end. <laughs> yeah yeah the yeah. end um really awesome conversation though so i hope folks enjoy that check it out if they haven't this show is on threads and on Instagram as DLC Hype Train. And we're also on YouTube at DLC Pod. And then my newsletter, it's a twice a month newsletter called Let's Chat Games that used to be on Tiny Letter is no longer on Tiny Letter because Tiny Letter is going away. It is that thing that things that happens with things on the internet, company buys thing, says it's not going to change thing. Mm-hmm. And then kills thing two days later. <laughs> we respect thing. That's why we bought it. We're going to keep it the same. You're all fired. Thing is going away. 
Um, so it is at Substack now, christianspicer.com or christianspicer.substack.com, whatever the Substack URL is that I haven't even fully learned yet. But it's on Substack. You can get it there. You can subscribe. I would appreciate that. And the first one on Substack went out last Friday, and it was inspired by a conversation we had on this show, Jeff, on uh, episode 523 about what we could see the next Uncharted game being. Mm-hmm. And I kind of took that and ran with it of this idea of is a franchise married to its character and how mm. can franchises exist apart from their star? Because um, more often than not, they don't. And I think that's there's right. a world where they can. And so that's what the most recent newsletter was about. Again, it is on Substack, Christian Spicer. Hope folks check it out. Very cool. Uh, you can follow me on socials. I'm at Jeff Canada, which is spelled with two N's and one T. Uh, I want to tell you about my Amazon storefront which uh, a lot of people have been commenting to me on. Uh, I, I put together a bunch of my favorite stuff because around this time of year, people are always asking me for ideas. People are asking me for board game recommendations and all kinds of uh, ideas. I thought, and to be honest, when I say I, I mean my wife insisted, that I would let people uh, no, the things that have been part of my world, part of the things that I have enjoyed. These are, it's a very curated set of lists and they have a whole bunch of topics. There's board games. There's stuff that my kids love. My daughter uh, has uh, sensory issues and, and special needs and there's stuff that's worked for her. So there's all kinds of cool topics, household items, things I can't live without, like my favorite hot sauce and my favorite barbecue sauce are on there. You know, the essentials. That's right. So check it out. Uh, Amazon.com slash store slash Jeff Canada is where you go to find uh, the uh, maybe some gift ideas for the people in your life or just ways to improve your life. I get a little commission if you buy it through that. So I would appreciate it if you checked it out. Uh, You can also check out other shows I do. The film cast is about movies and TV shows. We have concerns is about uh, science and it's a jokey, jokey show. And uh, I do uh, a sports show called the fan controlled show it's on fan controlled sports and entertainment all that stuff available where you get fine podcasts all right let's wrap the show up now with our parting gifts hey give us a suggestion gabe do you have a suggestion to help people get through their week yeah I would say encourage those around you to start Amazon wish lists. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because it is the season for gift giving and we all love knocking it out of the park and a lot of us miss a lot of the time. And so uh, I'm speaking from experience. And so I would say, man, encourage your friends and family, especially your loved ones, maybe a partner. Uh, say, hey, let me show you this thing's called Amazon wish list. Put what you want on here. And we'll, we'll we'll try to get it for you because I, I think there's nothing better than opening a gift you want. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I love that. <laughs> I am so bad at doing that. I, my family gets so mad at me. They're like, what do you want? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I know. When you're a grown man, you're like, I've bought it throughout the year. Yes. The thing I wanted. Yes. <laughs> They're like, well, what should we get you? And then you end up with socks. And then you're kind of mad that you got socks. And you wish you would have got something <laughs> yeah. else, but you didn't right. tell them anything. Right. So yep. don't get socks. Don't get socks for your loved ones. Find out what they want on their Amazon wish list. That's great. Love it. Christian Spicer, your parting gift. I love socks. Uh, I'm going to go out and say, 
Christian's I, I wish good, list is just socks all the way down. <laughs> Striped socks, good, pattern socks. I love a good sock. My wife got me a custom sock that had our dog's face on it. They're great. A buddy of love mine it. got me Joshua Tree socks. They're great. Ooh. I love a good sock. I love a nice wool sock for the cold. When I get cold tootsies. I love a good sock. But I also, Gabe, I, I love a list. I love – yes, please, please, dear listener, make make a list uh, and – and be okay as the purchaser buying something off said list. That's right. I, I, I know enough adult friends are like, well, I don't want to get my partner something that's on their list. No, 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 no. That's why it's that's on the re- list. That's why. Because <laughs> don't you don't want to get them exactly what they want. Yeah. Well, they, they're expecting that. They're hoping mm. for it. Like, that's don't right. reinvent the wheel. Don't make it harder than it needs to be. Um, this is also gift related. And this may or may not be on your loved ones or friends list, but a great gift idea, I think, and does not have to be expensive and it supports an industry I love and a local shop, likely in your neighborhood. Go to your local comic book shop and go into the back catalog and just get a grip of back catalog old comics. I'm not talking Black Cat's first appearance. I'm not talking Wolverine number one. I'm talking x-force 47 through 56 you know just like a random they're cheap very they don't don't need to be a grade 10 like but just this really cool run a a random stack of a couple of issues of old comics and give them to them in a way that lets them know these are meant to be read flipped through devoured don't even have them bored and bagged i think it's a really cool tangible thing that it lets people experience that art and that medium in a really cool way and supports your local shop. So go find random old back catalog comics, Hulk 281. I don't know. I love I mean, it. It's a great issue. Go Dude, find it. When I was a kid, I don't know where they got this from because the internet didn't, didn't exist. It was all mail order. Some, some, some company did a thing where they would send you a brown box full of like 50 random loose comic issues. Love and it. I, I would get that as a gift on usually during Christmas uh, from a family because I was so into comics. My family, I'd have some aunt or something that like didn't know anything about comics. And she'd just order this big box. And it was amazing because it would like, I don't know, 30% of it was absolute garbage. Like, I don't want to read this at all. But but 70% of it would be like, oh, that's, that's cool. That's some interesting stuff. And it would be this wild grab bag of just somebody in some store just shoved a pile of comics into a box and that's sent great. it off. That needs your to be, local that needs to be yeah. re that needs to be brought back with like <laughs> yeah. comics well, again, and I, vinyl. You know what I'm saying? Can you imagine getting like five random vinyl and five random yeah. comics? That'd yeah, be a that's great a great day. Idea. Your local shop will do it, Gabe. I guarantee you, because like my local shops, they do those grab bags, and around the holidays, yeah. that's a great idea too. And you can go in and ask, like, "Hey, I'm looking for a, a ten dollar grab bag of a yeah. back catalog and maybe one current," and they'll put it together for you. It's awesome. And like, yeah, one might be something you're not into. You can give them an age range, like. We're not in the era of high fidelity anymore where these – you don't think of these shops as like unapproachable. Like they really want to help and are a wealth of knowledge and I think it's a really cool physical, tangible thing that you can get that's not a Roblox – Roblox <laughs> Roblox gift yeah. card. It's fun. That's right. My parting gift is uh, – as I mentioned, I've been traveling a lot lately the last few weeks. We're trying to get all to all the various arms of the family – uh, in and around the holidays, it's it's hard to go on the holidays. We're actually going to be home just just us for actual Christmas, but uh, we're trying to visit. You know, we got 
both of my wife and I are, come from divorced parents. So it's like, you know, order of magnitude, more people to see. Um, anyway, so we're traveling a lot and bringing the kids with us. And we have over the last couple of weeks had an opportunity to try to find ac activities for the kids in these various locations. And it just so happens that we took them to a couple of putt-putt golf courses. All right now. But not just any putt. Th this is not your dad's putt-putt. And by your dad, I mean me being my kid's yeah, us, dad. Us, us, yeah. uh, our. Yeah, <laughs> we are the dads. Uh, yeah. The, I, you know, we grew up, putt-putt meant you were outside it was a loop-de-loop -loop or a, a windmill or a clown's face or something. And it was invariably a kind of rundown and destroyed by the weather and the fact I think that they kids... were built rundown, yeah, actually. Yeah, you're right. They started When they rundown. were brand new, they were rundown. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's like when Morgan Freeman was born. Like, he was born old. <laughs> he was born old. That's Already right. like... with age on him. Benjamin Button. They were the Benjamin of Buttons of, of golf courses. <laughs> yes. Um, th that's not the way things are anymore. I want to tell you about a couple of places, two different places on two different weekends that we went to. Both of them blew my mind. And maybe folks have heard of these. I had not. The first I want to tell you about is called Pop Stroke, which is Tiger Woods's like high end, cool kids, like almost made for adults, uh, putt putt, where it's putt putt in that it's, you know, little just the putting into the hole, but it's made to look like a professional golf course, but it's still putt putt. So there's like fake um, sand traps, but they're still just, you know, AstroTurf, but they're made to look like sand traps. It's cool. And there's like a bar in the middle of the course and you can get drinks sent to you on the, anywhere you are. And there's ice cream stands and it's super cool. Uh, we did this in um, Phoenix, Arizona. I think it was actually Glendale, Arizona when I was visiting my mother-in-law. But there's a number of locations all around the world. They're in Florida and a uh, uh, number of them in um, Arizona and Texas. Anyway, cool spot. I was blown away by Pop Stroke. I thought it was, it was super cool. But not even as much as the other place I went, which is called Putt Shack. This is another chain. It has not reached the West Coast, uh, the farthest west putt shack goes is uh, Arizona as well. But there is one here in Denver where I went. There's a bunch uh, on the East Coast uh, in in at, Atlanta and Nashville and Philly, Philly and Washington and, and up into, I don't even know. There's a couple in Chicago, Minneapolis. Anyway, putt shack. This is genius. It is, it, it's high tech putt putt it's it's putt mini golf miniature golf mixed with super high-tech video game technology so yeah, you get you it get looks a like ball. a mix between putt putt and dave and busters yeah but like even higher end than dave and busters it's but you, you get a ball and it's got a tracking device in it and and you know whatever rf technology it's got and it is it all your strokes are tracked by the technology in in the hole so all the holes are sort of wild and you know in that same vein of you know loop-de-loops -loops and crazy stuff but it's all indoors and it's all super high tech so it can have these video game inspired it's kind of like what happened when um slot machines went to video slot machines where it's like oh we don't have to just do mechanical stuff. We can do all kinds of virtual stuff. And that's what's happening with this, this miniature golf where it's, 
it'll be like you hit you 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 hit the ball and then it'll have like a trivia come up on these video screens and it'll be like a a or b trivia and depending on which of which a or b you think the answer is you hit your ball into a different hole so you get wow. like bonus points if you hit into the right hole but it's also tracking your shots or there'll be you know these <laughs> wild video things where it'll like be a bonus at, at a certain time because this thing is spinning around and lighting up anyway i'm doing a terrible job describing it but it blew me away it was super fun and we had a great time and it really completely changed my view of what miniature golf is which i already thought was fun but it like took it into the stratosphere and made it way cooler so putt shack and pop stroke are two recommendations for me looking at putt shack it's like still a physical golf course it's not like a virtual course but then as it goes into a hole it'll trigger a light or a reaction so it's not like a virtual green like you're still in a physical space interacting with things um but it also it knows how many times you've hit the ball so it'll it's how do i win then what i don't like how do i win you can't cheat. That's the problem. That's what I'm saying. I always yeah. kind of nudge it in, and Dad always wins. Like I want, I want right. like the old pick and drop. That's what well, I need. No, you just, now you just have shag. to like just completely check your kid out of the way. Just <laughs> slam them out of the way when they're trying to hit their ball a few more times. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It's so clever and and so fun. All right. Uh, we also got a listener suggested parting gift. This comes to us from Andrew. Uh, he wrote wrote into dlcfeedback at gmail.com. Andrew writes, uh, "Hey, I'd like to recommend." mall night long it's an over zoom game show experience if you're a fan of game shows host chris mashad i hope i'm pronouncing that correctly uh puts on a great two-hour experience for you and a group of friends you'll be separated into two teams and compete at various times for fabulous prizes and money there are no prizes and money but you'll totally feel like you're on stage trying to win we recently did this to celebrate my wife's birthday and had a blast if you're looking for a little uh, something a little out of the ordinary to try, I highly recommend the experience. You can learn more at facebook.com slash mall night long or by emailing play mall night long at gmail.com. So I checked this out because I wasn't sure what it was. It's literally you organize a Zoom call with this dude who runs a game show for you. It's bespoke, like live. He gets on and runs the game show for you. Like from, so you, are you at home or are you at a mall? Because you, here's the thing. I love a mall. And so when it was called mall night long, I'm, I'm expected to be in a mall, but you're at home. I believe you're at home. You're just on your computer and you're made to feel like you're in a mall. That's my understanding. And it, it's, you pay this person and they have, they create a game show for you. Like just for you and your friends. I thought it was more like a, a you know, a, um, you don't know Jack type of situation or, you know, yeah, but it's not. It's literally it's like, more oh, HQ trivia than right. it is. No, yeah. this is like a dude who gets on just with you, and uh, that's pretty amazing. So that's never hilarious. That. Yeah, there you go. So facebook.com slash mall night long. <laughs> Very funny. If you'd like to have your parting gift read on our show, send it in to dlcfeedback at gmail.com. We love getting those from folks. All right, that's it for this episode of DLC. Thanks again to Gabe Patillo and Christian Spicer for hanging out with me. Thanks to our musical contributors, Patrick L., Sean Madigan, and Zero Star for those fun bumpers. Our theme song was composed by White Cube, which is Jason Sherry and T. Ryan Arnold. 
Also, uh, you can get swag for the show at dlcswag.com, which was created by Jesse J. Anderson. Our biggest thanks are reserved for our patrons who make this show possible. Thank you, patrons, for supporting us. We are in your debt. We appreciate you very, very much. Our top-tier patrons, our hype train patrons, get a video game made for them. And Christian and I are going to do that right now. Hey, Christian, it's time to talk about some uh, some games that really uh, have been overlooked for too long, I would say. You recall Michael Buck? I, I know you know about the uh, Big Buck game hunting, uh, hunting games, but do you know about the Michael Buck game? I, I'm not sure if we've talked about this, Jeff, because it is this weird, my, my Venn diagram of like still practicing as an attorney and then talking about games professionally um so i have to be careful what i say because if there's some stuff i probably still can't really talk about publicly but i saw some of the litigation paperwork behind michael buck and big buck hunter and um michael buck really brought the idea of a game with the name buck in it to the forefront (laughs) and yeah i was it, it was a nasty lawsuit like the attorneys involved, I don't want to say like the big name attorneys that you've seen on TV, but you, you know, like the big, they, everybody was involved in this case. I was just doing doc review back on it, but like I, there had never been another game with Buck in the name yeah, before Michael Buck. And then here comes another game with Buck in the name. Oh my gosh. It was spicy, Jeff. Big, I, I don't want to say too much. The Buck big game hunter game. It, it was so derivative because Michael Buck was a small game hunter game where you would just shoot things like frogs you know like the odd squirrel uh well i remember the the microscope level too where it was like is this a dust mite you better zoom in better zoom in you you had a scope uh i remember looking through in the old in the arcades you'd you'd look through the scope and you'd zoom in and then you'd zoom in even farther and farther and like on that leaf what is that it's a caterpillar (laughs) buck small game hunter I don't want to say how far out the MCU was planned. And mm. again, I don't want to reveal too much from the documents I saw during this litigation. But let's just say I saw an Ant-Man tie-in with Michael Buck, small game yeah. hunter. Oh, yeah. That went into Quantumanium. Like the smallest of game hunters. The smallest yeah. of game. And so I don't yeah. want to say that they had the MCU planned out all the way that far back then. But I saw some printed documents that suggested otherwise you know honestly i wasn't even really into hunting never have been probably never will be but i played that game just because the sign on it said uh buck for a quarter remember (laughs) and i thought wow that seems like a deal you know and then when you lost it told you to buck off i always thought that was cute (laughs) that was a little yeah a little intense uh you know it's funny uh this reminds me of another game uh, with a, a, another uh, similar similar title dispute because uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> you remember Zaxxon, right? Remember Zaxxon? Okay. I loved Zaxxon. I this love that I game, Zaxxon. Did you ever talk you about like this too much? No, huh? I, I've heard of it, but I didn't play it. I th- is it like rotoscoped? Zaxxon? Do I have that right? Yeah. No. Or is that not No, it, it was, was um, th- that Tempest? It was like isometric uh, spaceship flying and you'd have to fly over these walls and shoot stuff. But it was like one of the very first isometric games, but not the first because before Zaxxon. Oh, I see it. Here it was is. Was J- 
Jackson. Remember Jackson? Remember Jackson? I Which, I remember my karate teacher telling me to turn the arcade cabinet for Jackson on and Jackson off. And it was uh-huh. like this whole I had to Jackson. I had yeah. to Jacks off. I had to Jackson. Never never Jacks off to... in the store though. That's not you leave it on. See, just what I'm saying is leave it on. To me, the bigger thing was its sequel, I'm sorry, Miss Jackson, which was just absolutely incredible because Michael Jackson had Moonwalker. <laughs> Yeah, and everybody. <laughs> yes, that was, it felt like every, there was all only music games. Well, like, I remember. If you're not- I thought the sequel was the when it, it it was brought into the PS2 era. It was uh, Jackson and Daxter on. <laughs> I also remember Resident Evil Jackson. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah those are good games though those are real good games the jackson game um you know it, it was um it was a lot like moonwalker in that i have no idea how you played it <laughs> well i think it was isometric and you you actually just zoomed around and shot annoying podcast hosts making dumb name puns i yeah. think it's how it, you're a little spaceship and someone would be like mm. jackson more like Paxson, and then you just pew and you'd shoot them. I think it's yeah. <laughs> isometric. That does though, seem useful. And, and I do understand <laughs> that this segment is just devolving into bad puns, but you know what? That's the way it's going to be because that's uh, that's who we are. And we're grateful. We're grateful for all the folks that uh, have supported us at the hype train level. Thank you. Uh, you are awesome. And I hope you're having as much fun doing this as we are. All right. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next week. Until then, think about what you put out into the world. Make it a better place.